we- welcome to episode 61 of the Virgin Heresy podcast. Uh, I had to check there just to be sure. Um, my name's Jody. Uh, I am your host this evening, also known as Painting Chap, also known as the Waxed Wookie, the Smooth Wonder, uh, the man who still has his beard, and uh, a few other for uh, now. things. For now, yeah, for now. I try to avoid, ignore that bit. Um, I am your host, as always, on this glorious podcast that is the Varangian Heresy. And with me this evening, sitting sitting on my left, uh, as he, the virtual left, as he always does, is the man, the myth and the legend, all combined. He is the wordsmith of, of the podcast. It is Mr. Christopher. How are you doing, buddy? Well, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. It's, it's an understatement. It, it's it's quite all right and really awesome. I think is 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 you know it's recording time, dude. We've got to big this shit up, otherwise you know nobody's going to bother listening past the first five seconds. But you must realize that today on this very podcast we actually have a Christopher that was asked back by the uh, listener. Yeah, true. The only but... Christopher that's been asked back for his podcast. <laughs> yeah, you just never left, so you know we've tried, <laughs> but you know. Um. <laughs> you keep flicking the lights and like yeah, making keep, loud comments, and it's getting late. And I'm like, no, man, it's early. I have a drink. I found you good stuff. Yeah. Oh shit! Can't get rid of him. And as you can hear, on, on my right, we have two guests this evening. So they, they, they're not they're not sitting atop the beer and pretzel, pretzel throne because that's that's Freddie's spot, and you know, a bit like Sheldon, yeah. that's his spot. He, br- he brought uh, it with him. Wherever he goes, he brings it with him. Wherever he goes, he sits atop that pyramid. Uh, I'm sure it's fuck not going to challenge him for it. I, well, not today. I would also you say are, oh you probably don't want to sit on top of it unless you bring a copious amount of wet wipes, hand sanitizers, fire, <laughs> and, and tarp, <laughs> flamethrower. Yeah. yeah, just just to be sure. Hell, sulfuric acid might just kill it all off. Um, but I, we do have <laughs> we do do have two lovely guests here with us this evening. We have um, returning. For or returning, or he found his way back here, and he just so happened to be around, so he said, "Shit, why not?" Um, is the, the lovely and uh, the the very eloquent Mr. Christopher Sat? How are you doing, sir? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for having me back. And also, shit, I'm already here. Why not? Is actually how my marriage respo- proposal got responded to. So, works well, out for- you know, it, it's kind of how my second one got proposed. Uh, <laughs> my second one worked, but you know, don't take my 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 hundred uh, percent divorce rate as any sort of indication, uh, because it's really not. I, I I'd like to think I'm a statistical anomaly, because um, nobody, nobody gets out twice and keep <laughs> is that lucky. But you're almost working up to a hundred days. Yeah, to more of the beheading too, and died. Uh, yeah, it's the, the beheading and died bit. I don't particularly want to, you know, have to deal with any bodies. So, if there's any body removal people out there, please let me know. <laughs> and also, Jody hasn't fought with the Catholic Church or the Pope personally even once, so he's ahead of the game. I am true. Way ahead. Uh, I, I'm way ahead, but you know, give me time. I could, I could get some shit rolling. I really could. I believe I'd you. Like, I'd like to think so anyway. I really would. Um, so also, we have the one, the only, the, the, the death guard, the death guard um, plague bearer, the, the man who, who pioneered armoured warfare here in the, in, in the uh, bastion of 30k here in Sweden. It is Mr. Pelle. How are you doing, buddy? I'm very, very fine. Thank you. The summer's Good. here. The flamethrower is flying, so I'm fine. Perfect, as it should be. I mean, yes. when the when the when the summer's out, you need you need two things: you need a barbecue and you need a flamethrower. The barbecue's for the food; the flamethrowers for all those fucking little bugs that keep coming around and annoying the shit out of you. Yeah, and try to steal your beer. Um, 
So basically, yeah. bugs, neighbors, kids. Yeah, you know. exactly. Hedgehogs. Loyalists. Loyalists. <laughs> so, like, we have the perfect trader barbecue. Yeah. Jody yeah. builds a barbecue that's impenetrable. Pelle brings the phosphix. And I'll just bring a lot of dismembered torsos because you always need those. Mystery meat. My friends, I bring you many flayed humans, and you're like, why would we even need one? I don't even understand the question. <laughs> why not need many? Oh, did I say humans? I meant sausages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you say human, I say long pig. You know, potato, potato. It's, it's all meat at the end of the day. You know, it's all good. It's, it all, all, it's all Britain 2020. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> On fact, be... Jody served in both world wars. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Um, it, it was a time turner, man. You have no proof. I can't, you can't prove anything. Um, we can prove everything. Oh shit! Right. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 we we all know know that we don't need facts to bring proof these days. Just, just a positive we, fact. We, yeah, we just really, really believe it, and that's uh, uh, belief is uh, equal equal to fact. Everyone has right to their own story, so yeah. that's a fact. <laughs> Belief is equal, equal to fact. We all know that. Yeah, my ex-wife never believed that, so um, <laughs> I, I don't think I can get away with that, sadly. Um, okay, so... If Freddy was here, he was going to say it, so I'll say it since he's not here. Shh, shh, shh. Forget about her. You have us now. Shh. <laughs> no, he would just go shut fucking whinging and get on with it. <laughs> You have, you, have the, you have the dwarf cannon there. You can come and pick up it up anyway. Okay, okay. Cannon, safe place. Dwarf cannon, safe place. I like it. Um, now, let's talk about tonight's episode because it, we are going to be talking all things LinkCon uh, because we have just done the, the LinkCon, or as it is officially known, the Assault at Amorian, uh, the first event of the Varangian Heresy event series. Um, so that's why we have the, the lovely Christopher and Pele on, as they were both playing participants of the event. And I'm pretty sure Pele, at least Pele, was indentured servitude when it came to uh, actually setting the event all up as well. So, you know, that, that has to be shouted out. Um, Definitely. We're also going to talk a little bit about the, the new stuff that, that came out from Warhammer Fest over the weekend, uh, because it's a valid thing to talk about. And as uh, I personally haven't done any sort of research into that, I'm really hoping other people kind of looking at you here, Chris, have paid attention to what happened there and, you know, what came out. I don't think there was anything super important that came out, nothing new, nothing, you know, uh, big or and or impressive. But, you know, it's important that we, we still talk about it. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're going to have that conversation as well. Um, but we do, before we do absolutely anything... Let's get the social medias out of the way because they are important. First of all, come and follow us on Facebook because if you're listening to this, you've probably heard us mention this a few times. Uh, it's the Varangian Heresy Podcast on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group right next to it, which is the Varangian Heresy Podcast group. Where someone during the last couple of days has posted some really, really nice tanks. Have they really? Yeah. So he's actually posted in it. <laughs> it's, uh, from, it's a nice chapter oh, from damn. Finland. Oh, yes. We do love us some Finns. They're rather some, awesome. Some re really, really nice uh, land raiders and uh, Sikarno Venators. Yeah. Sounds oh, forced. Uh, yeah. That guy's yeah. already won his place in my heart because I said I'd drink Minto with him and I'd challenge him to a grudge match. And he told me you can mix Minto with Sprite. 
and it's the best. You <laughs> <laughs> can always the, learn from the Finns. Yes. Is this basically going to be some form of drunken grudge match where I end up cleaning you both up off the floor? Actually, no, he's finished. He can handle his alcohol. Will I be clearing you yeah. off off the floor? But well, you missed I'm the point here. The There's so much alcohol here, so when I bring my heavy flamers, he's going to say poof. <laughs> That's true. I like um, he's actually just posted up some more Sons of Horror stuff in there, actually. Yeah, he posted yeah, uh, and Assaults, Sardian and Praetor. Yeah, yeah two librarians, right? Yeah, it's looking absolutely freaking gorgeous. Um, but yeah, so that that was the, the podcast group. We do tweet, we do have an Instagram, which is the Varangian uh, Heresy. I am currently continually struggling with Instagram at the moment, trying to upload all of the um, the videos from our uh, um, our army parade. So they will be going up as soon as I can get the goddamn things to actually load up on there. I can uh, also say that all of the photos of the individual armies for the army parade is up on our Facebook page. Which is very important and cracking job on that one, Chris. Um, we have uh, also our most important thing, which I think is the most important thing, is our email address. And that is the Varangian Heresy, the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yep. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. You don't know your own email address. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't even have access to the account most of the time, so I, I leave. That's, that's all down on Chris. That's because when you claim when you claim to have logged in, I can see on the IP tracker that is somewhere where you shouldn't be. <laughs> so that's well, why should be couldn't be legally legally not required to disclose my location. Take your pick. Um, it's it's we, all we, good. We, we got that. Uh, Parenting app on your phone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I put, I, put, I put on there myself just so I can find my phone in my own apartment because sometimes you know, I lose it. Um, however, that's our email address, which is the most important thing. Send in lists you want reviewed. Send in ideas you want us to talk about. Send in anything that you think we might be interested in. Uh, if it is in any way, shape, or form likely to bounce a, a, some sort of parental warning filter, make sure you address it to me because he likes that stuff straight away. Um, other than that, that's all our social medias out of the way. You can find us on iCloud, uh, on iTunes even, sorry. You can find us on, I think we're on Stitcher. We're definitely on Google um, Google Play, I think it is. I can never remember what the hell I've actually signed us up for. And we're most definitely on SoundCloud. So you can find us on all that, all those places to have a listen to our current events and our uh, current episodes and our backs, back episodes as well. Whew, all that's out of the way. That's the uh, the sort of important stuff. So let's talk... Let's talk about what we've been up to, uh, hobby stuff and things. So, uh, Chris, why don't you? Uh, that's that's uh, our Chris, not not the guest Chris. Why <laughs> don't you lead, lead us off there, fella, and tell us what you've been up to recently? Yeah, a lot actually. Uh, I've started started a lot of new project, which almost meant. Um, and I didn't have an army for Lincoln, but I finished that one. Okay, what, what was the that night one? before? <laughs> um, what did you say? What was that one? What have you? What have you started? Um, I have uh, Epic Army for 30k. Ooh, Death Guard, obviously. Yeah, very nice. Uh, it's getting on. It's almost finished. I hope to post some pictures. Not maybe not this week, but but next week. Oh, yeah. Really cool, massive, stunning army. I'm looking forward to do a big uh, East One Five battle. But awesome. That that's to get lined up with Freddy as well. That one, aren't we? 
Yes, and we need some loyalists to kill, but that's another issue. <laughs> anyway, whole other thing to talk about. <laughs> and uh, talking about loyalists, I actually do have a project with Blood Angels in 30k. No. Uh, are you deserting us? Are you deserting the the the, the warmaster for for those? Sort of, of course not. Good. He's okay. doing a proper legion for one. Oh, Hello. Have you no, decided they could be traitors. What? They could be. You don't know. Yeah. Have, you, have you decided what color to make your blade of salty tears? That's like the first choice, right? No. No, that is deciding how many. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, then, then, then it's just what batch color do I want the bank to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I wanted a wanted a assault army actually, and I decided not to do it with a death guard, so I took another legion. So you're basically doing the opposite of what you're doing with your death guard, then? Uh, yes, because I am working on a Malkador for my death guard. Ooh. And a unit of war guides. More wall guides. Wall guides for the win. Yes. What, what kind of what size of wall guide? Uh, what are they called? They have a support choice. Covering oh, the They're nasty. Strength four. The flag rate. They they mess they mess stuff up. Yeah, especially I saw that if you, especially if you put a master of signals with them, because then he's just nasty. Yeah, I used to wall guide. Uh, Calware on Lincoln. Oh, that was oh, good enough. Yeah, hold that talk because we're going to get there, and it's going to be all types of good. So, uh, what else have you been working on? That, that um, what did you have to finish off your uh, Lincoln stuff? Anything particular? Uh, the destroyers. Uh, I'm pretty satisfied. I usually have a straightforward team with mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, squeaky grime, brown, different mm-hmm. color, brown black. But for for the um, destroyers, I want some what do you call it? Nature grime, slime grime, green, Ooh. and some strange three dots on some models. Ooh. I don't know where they come from. Do you? Nothing. No, no, never heard of it. Not a clue. Not just a, clue just at all. a coincidence. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I'm pretty satisfied with those. So that took some time. You know, experiment and redoing, experiment and redoing. Yeah, totally get that. Totally get that. Uh, Christopher, that basically, I made an I entire new sh- army for the Death Guard for Lincoln. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I think okay. we should go with Jody now. Go with me? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would? Why would you? Why? Why? Why would you say that? <laughs> because I do. Oh. Because fine. then you can just okay. relax and chill out for ten minutes while we talk afterwards. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, what did I do? Um, I, I may or may not have had to crash paint um, a series of, uh, of three Titans in a very short space of time because I completely fucked up my back um, the week before when I had planned to do most of the stuff to get them done. So, in the space of effectively two days, I painted up two Warhounds and a Reaver uh, for the Titan battle. Um this is this is a, a lesson to all the all the very smart people out there who, who aren't basically me um, that you know there is stuff you have to to be a bit more organised and plan ahead for. Um, in all seriousness, though, a lot of things have been getting in the way with the uh, school and and stuff like that. So um, 
what I was able to do, um, thankfully, was get these guys done with a little bit of help with, from my friends in the uh, in the car on the way up because uh, it's it's amazing what you can do when you um, have the uh, what do you call it? Um, it's the word I'm looking for here. Oh yes, sheer bloody terror des- uh, requirement <laughs> of getting stuff done. Um, and we managed to get the um, we managed to get them all finished up uh, on the way. I literally was able to, or had to, uh, put them together on site, um, which worked quite well. Um, and then they were actually straight into the Titan battle, which you can actually go and see pictures of. Um, Pele, I believe you took a number of pictures of those for us. Yes, uh, it should be there. Yeah, they're up in our Facebook group, uh, which is very awesome because they are, they do look absolutely, I mean, the whole, um, thing looks stunning because we're talking 28 mil scale, um, Titan battle, basically. And it looked the mutts nuts. It was brilliant fun. Um, and that, so that was basically my, my few days before Lincoln of brain melting trying to get stuff sorted. Um, so yeah, that was the fun bit. Um, the other, the other sort of fun bit ish, um, hobby related stuff, um, was when I decided to take a last minute, um, left turn whilst doing, um, basically I was having my back waxed by my girlfriend for, um, <laughs> uh, because it, it it's summer and you know there is a reason I, I i do get referred to as a wookie occasionally i am um follically uh overly uh endowed let's put it that way um so phrasing, phrasing it's all about phrasing um and basically i thought i i i got to do some good with this um, I, I really need to do some, some good with this. So, um, what I decided to do was basically, um, message the podcast group or the, the big chat we've got going for all the podcasters and say, Hey guys, who wants to basically, um, pay some money to, um, to see me get waxed? Um, because you know, I want to start. I want to raise some money. I want to use the opportunity to raise some money for uh, the raffle and the fight against DMD. So basically, I said, you know what? Everybody's got an hour to you know shout it out. There's going to be a live video, which you can still see the recordings of. It's actually in two parts on our Facebook uh, page, and for every ticket purchased of thirty-five dollars or more. I will give that particular person a personalized shout out on the live video, which I did. Um, this suddenly escalated in the comments of the video to questions about how much certain body parts would cost to get waxed. Um, <laughs> to which point my, my beautiful now, now extremely beautiful and shiny buttocks, um, raised $150 all by themselves. <laughs> Um, which I was very proud of because I think that's the most money my ass has raised in one go. Uh, but now that you see the potential, what you're going to do? Oh, now that I see the potential, I think I can solve all my money problems by just you know auctioning my ass off like that. Um, 
Um, but uh, basically, that that was what happened. And you can go, like I said, you can go and see um, the video on our um, on our web page, on our Facebook page, and you can spend. I think it's about ten or fifteen minutes long. I think um, just watching me um, chug a very nice bottle of whiskey. Um, <laughs> to slowly deal with the, the ever-increasing pain of having my back waxed. And, uh, yeah, it was apparently... Apparently makes for hilarious viewing. Um, I was in a lot of pain while doing it. Um, but the most important thing is it raised... I think the last count was somewhere around $500 towards the target that we have for the DMD raffle, which is... 10 10,000 dollars yeah. this year. And um, it, it, has it been all, all years? Every year it's been 10,000, just in, increasing the amount to the total amount. Up every year, 10,000. So this year's another 10,000. And we've already knocked 500 off that target. Well, it's actually, I have the pitch in front of me, which is you can reach if you go to heresyagainstmd.com, mm-hmm. which is the link, I think, Michael from. Uh, yeah, that's the one from my. From Michael, setup. So. There's also a prepared link, but that one is on our. Facebook site, but here's against MD. It's an easy thing to remember. And yep. uh, since uh, since we started, or well, the cap was raised to thirty thousand for this year. That's the total. Uh, it's up to uh, twenty two thousand one hundred forty dollars so far. Nice. Which is all, which is uh, with the two previous years tallied into. So we, it's just been increased a thousand ten thousand dollars. So it's not. Yeah. But uh, still, I, I can't. I can't claim the two thousand, but I can definitely claim five hundred of that for sure. I think there was and a bit around uh, last year's end, but still, there's com- there's money coming in again, and uh, we have sorted up the raffle season, so to speak. Yeah, and we're we're very very happy with that. And I think it's. Um, I think we'll talk about the raffle a little bit after we've done our hobby progress. But um, yeah, suffice to say. Uh, I crash painted some Titans for a for a commission customer. I was very happy with them when they were delivered, and I got my back waxed for charity, which is um, absolutely freaking hilarious to go and watch on the um, on the internet. It is definitely not safe for work, so do not allow your your little ones to to watch it unless you I don't know. Maybe you want them to watch it and you want to scare the shit out of them. I don't know. I'm not gonna. But, but I have a question, Jody, for all of the community here. Uh huh. How much is your beard worth? My beard is not being touched for love nor fucking money, my friend. Uh, that is something that does not get done um, and will not get – sure as shit, many crickets, sure as shit won't get waxed off my face because no. Each that, man has a price, Mr. Who, who, who said waxing? Got fire. I, 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 no. 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 Bad people. Get back. Bad people. Uh, no. So I'm just going to ask in case there's any listener actually wondering now. Did you ruin your back by waxing it? No, I didn't. I didn't ruin my back. Um, my back, the, the back trouble I had had nothing to do with waxing. It had to do with other stuff. And, and yes, and she, <laughs> she and I were both very happy afterwards. Anyway, um, if my, I tell you what, my price is this: if we, if somebody, if we can raise, if we, if somebody wants to donate five thousand dollars, I shave my beard live on tele, on Facebook. 
given 9, that uh, uh, it was George from uh, Space with Guns podcast did agree to being tased if there was a certain amount raised during the telethon. Yeah, he well actually that's a fair point. He's going to get tased for ten thousand. Yeah. So, so I reckon I can take. And if we raise another from what we've got on there, if we somebody donates five grand um, in the next, if we clear five grand in the next month, I'll shave my beard off on Facebook. Ooh. Ooh. See, that's a challenge to the community. Come on, community. Uh, Let's get it done. I can't get out of that. Total of five grand. Pardon, second. Is it one donation of five thousand? I'll take a total total of five grand. Ooh. Because I would love somebody to make a one-off donation, but that's still a lot of money. So, and this does not, in any way, shape, or form, include any money raised specifically by the telethon. Because I am not having that shit doubled up on me. No. <laughs> so how much to tase you and then shave your beard? 20 grand. How much to tase your beard? <laughs> 25. <laughs> Even after you shave off. Oh, well, that's, yeah, you can do that for free. You can tase the beard for free. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> after it's been shaving off, that is. Um, anyway, so, right. Stop, stop auctioning me off. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man, damn it. I'm not a piece of meat. You can't just auction me off like that. So, how much for, for your arm? <laughs> just the middle part of the arm, nothing else. Uh, how much for your hobby progress, Chris? Let's go and do that. What's your hobby <laughs> progress been? My hobby progress? Yours, yes. Which game? Just Ooh. hobby progress. Let's go with that because 30k might be narrowing it down a bit. <laughs> well, I've gotten a whole of a lot of uh, Tartarus Terminators lately. Yes, you have. Both from you and from uh, Christopher. Ooh. So they will be upgraded to the, well, upgraded version I'm doing. Ooh, so very nice. A bit taller and wider. But uh, other than that, I've been working on the diorama. I've sealed the bottom where I'm going to do a resting cast. I'm going to put some walls on it tomorrow and then cast it during the, over the weekend. Ooh. It's going to be a water for part of it. Uh, fucked up my knee and my hand. Unrelated, both of those. Unrelated. <laughs> Unrelated and not linked. Not linked. Just, just, just annoyed. Well, I got uh, rammed in, at the, in the side of the, of, knee, of the knee by a dog. So, not my dog, a larger dog. I was going to say, if it was your dog, uh, we have to have words, but <laughs> <laughs> if it's a larger dog, that's fine. That's totally understandable. Yeah. So, it, so it uh, just, that's, uh, that and not letting it rest after that, probably why it's hurt for a while. But other, uh, than, other than that, there might have been uh, a small expansion of an army growing on my desk. Which army would that be is the question, though? A small army. Ooh. A small army. Would, small. It, would this would this be for uh, a, a a fantasy type game? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That one. <laughs> well, currently just uh, six six dead because I want to build a slayer cult or paint a slayer cult. I actually got in boxes. Yeah, that's totally fair. I totally understand the need to do that. But currently, oh, there's work on the really really mind numbing calf box dread version. Of 2006, was it? The Battle for Skull Pass uh, Dwarves. Oh, yeah, the monopose plastic dwarves. Yeah, with uh, all of those lovely stretch details because they couldn't, uh, they did, just did monopose mono, and mono. Not just, uh, they were single sculpt as well, so they weren't just um, monopose, they were silky and sculpt. 
there are no undercuts or anything. So everything is just a stretched lump of plastic behind a shield or next to a rifle. Awesome. Yeah, but they're, but they're good fillers and they're the tax to pay for painting the other stuff I'm doing. Ah, uh, well, that happens. Any more hybrid progress, sir? Well, no. Apart from grabbing swag. Well, I got a really nice cup in my hand. Yeah, hey, I, I don't know about you. I feel like a proper podcaster now. <laughs> I've got a proper podcasting mug and everything. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's lovely. Just fill it, fill it in the morning, and then just refill it during the day, and never having, having a cold drink or not yeah. a cold drink. Yeah, and this is big shout out to Grim Brothers Powder Coating and Josh Delarosa for being the absolute dude with these fantastic cups. Yeah, the, uh, but I must say, RTIC cups. Having seen Jody's cup in person, it's mm-hmm. more, it's better looking than mine. Totally. And it, and mine actually have a small little green dot. I think I think this might be some form of whinging from Christopher on his product, but I, I, I'd like to think that's not the case. No, no, no. It's, it's, just, it's just it's just the best cup ever. So that's it uh, is, isn't it? It's, and it's just really really nice. Amazing. It got the Wait, podcast we, podcast logo are on we one all side. Drinking from Yeti cups. We are. I think so, we might be. So it's a podcast. Oh, we all are. Oh my God, this is some sort of the crowning moment. Yeah. Everybody, raise your Yeti cups in the air and then don't pour them on yourself as you drink from the afterwards. <laughs> or your computer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice solid clunk of mine. But it's like solid iron. It's, like, it's not going anywhere. Um, well, so this, ne- that only leaves us... Sorry, uh, just to go like, next to the mind-numbing Thunderers. I'm also painting the, a lovely old Demon Slayer model and the crew for a flame cannon. That oh, one, the, very nice. Yeah, the proper, the nice metal one with the dragon head. Pretty, very pretty. Right, Mr. Sat, what about you, sir? What have you been <laughs> hobbying? Uh, should I mention stuff I did for Lincoln as well? You can mention stuff you did for Lincoln as well, that's alright. Oh, yeah, right. I also ordered some Long Dong Slayer Pirates. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks Good. to Jens Treff. Oh, lovely Jens Treff. Oh, sorry, Christopher. I'm going to have to cut in and say congratulations to yes. Jens and his uh, lovely girlfriend Clara, who've just had their little baby. Oh, uh, congratulations! I so they, happy uh, for you. I thought they called it clone and not baby, though. Uh, well, he, he's. I think it was Clone 0001 of the upcoming Legion that he's planning. I don't think he's actually talked to Clara about this yet, but, you know, you never know. Um, I mean, it's 30 seconds of work on his part. She's just got to carry the, carry the burden for nine months. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But massive congratulations from all of us here at the Varangian Heresy and generally the Heresy community, Jens. You're an absolute top bloke. Um, and we, we wish you all the best. And when you do eventually get some hobby time again, um, enjoy it because <laughs> it's going to be fleeting for a while. Um, and we can't, uh, uh, we can't really wait just to beat the forces of, uh, Middenheim. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, Christopher, you, your, your turn. So what, what have you been doing? General hobby progress. I finally got my thumb out of my ass and finished my bunker. Which was the only thing I needed to finish for Lincoln for like five and a half weeks. Ooh. And I think we've all been there. You have like one thing and you're like, yeah, no, I can do that in an hour tops, maybe two hours with decals. I'll just do this completely separate project that I really yeah. burn for. 
So I'm like walking around looking at my word bears like, mm, maybe Amara Gal, mm, maybe a Gal Vorbach. Holy fuck, I'm leaving in two days. I should probably do this fucking bunker. <laughs> yeah. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about here. <laughs> no, that's only me, right? Yeah, I thought yeah, it was uh, just... Uh, never happened before in, the, in the, the history of hobby, never. But I thought you just had the bunker next to your legion of undead. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've also... <clears throat> uh, I've done some rather dry brushing because they're made of bones and dust guys come on Uh, sorry thanks no I've started painting a bunch of skeletons I also did a bunch of corpse walls for my bunker for Lincoln Uh which is basically a bunch of barricades that I paid 10 points for but just had a bunch of Legion of Stardust corpse piled on one another one from every loyalist legion and a couple of traitor legions as well (laughs) classy uh, the best part of Lincoln was showing like the dead Iron Hands guy to Niklas. <laughs> so don't lose your head. And I'm like, look, it's an Iron Hands guy on a pike, bleeding guts. And he's like looking at me with his very unimpressed look like, yes, I can see that. And I'm like, does it make you bitter? And he looked me straight in the eye and said, not more than usual. And I'm like, fair enough. So that, that's also <laughs> a reason why every, anyone that hears this should send a picture of a sea elf or fish elf to Nicholas. Oh, yeah, man, he loves elves. For reasons, yeah. Um, So basically the takeaway from that, Christopher, is must do better. Yeah, definitely. I just need to make people more bitter. Uh, Beyond that, uh, yes, I did some more word bearers, actually. (laughs) I've fallen into doing word bearers, like a Shadow Wars uh, kind of disarrayed force. So I've mixed in a bit of every armor mark I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some heresy armor in there as well and just some odd pieces here and there. And I actually finished up another couple of tacticals. I want large blobs of tacticals all having dark channeling. It's not going to be optimal, <laughs> but it's going to be super fun play. Optimal is, you know, give or take. It's not the most important thing in the world, let's be fair. Yeah. Oh, and also a small shout-out to Joachim Moritz. Uh, a small, because he's a super nice guy. I bought a bunch of undead from him. So thank you very much, Joachim. I've stripped a lot of them, and there's man, I really miss like the old Warhammer Fantasy undead models, like skeletons just screaming from the top of their lungs coming out of the earth. Damn. On top of their lungs. <laughs> Metaphorical. Yeah, one of them is actually holding a lung over his head. Just, yeah. <laughs> they actually sculpted that. Some of the GVs sculpted a skeleton holding a lung. Ah, oh, the old minis are brilliant. Gotta love them. It's what, yeah. keeps us, it's what keeps us alive. <laughs> Hashtag never forget the old world. I, I, I might also be talking myself into buying some more dreads from Forge World because I'm like, well, I get one arm for free. So the fiscally responsible thing to do would be buy another Leviathan. Yes! The greater the cost, the greater savings. So you're not going to be a just... full uh, dreadnought army then? Oh, shit. You should have said that. Uh, yeah, Fury of the Ancients, man. You only need like three, ma- three, um, three normal dudes, and then you can just go crazy on dreadnoughts. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I only have one to that run, and I need reasons to buy more. Uh, it's okay. We can hook you up. Don't worry about this whole four to yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, after after facing Magnus at Lincoln, I have been sold on dreadnoughts because dreadnoughts just ruined me. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're horrible, aren't they? In Centurion, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, they really are. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll leave that for later. Um, that's what I've been doing, more or less. Uh, oh yeah, also I brought off my Alpha Legion because I'm probably going to start adding stuff to them. Maybe a Melkador because we're getting a book in December. Don't forget, and the Alpha Legion are going to be in there. And Blood so. Angels. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's what? A, so it might just be a. Bit, I mean, that's probably a reason why there's no point in doing blood angels now for me. So I'm just going to continue doing dwarves. Yeah, that's that's your excuse, right? <laughs> what was the point in hobbying? <laughs> oh, I also backed the Kickstarter. I don't know if anyone else saw this, or if it's just my strange, insatiable need, some would say lost, for a decent Sister Bellscout. Uh, I backed the Anvil Industries Sisters of the Burning Rose Kickstarter. Yeah, they looked Ooh, really nice. nice, those minutes. Yeah, they reached like literally every goal they had. They're like, we want a thousand pounds, and they wound up with 55,000 pounds. So, you can still get in on it. They have like five different sculpts. They're gonna do everything from Space Marines, no, sorry, <clears throat> nuclear backpacks with magma guns, and uh, quote mark, bolt-like crossbow, end quote mark. Uh, and also to totally not redemptors and totally not redeemers. So you can get in on it. <laughs> or, so totally, totally not infringing on any IP whatsoever. Totally, totally. And if you can wait a bit longer, there's something that was mentioned at uh, Wormafest. Which we're going to get into in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been doing. That and being unable to shut up. And having just a high from Lincoln. And oh. a cold. And a cold. <laughs> so you got Concrud as well, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Uh, also, another shout out. Thank you to Jimmy, who drove me uh, from SLG Gaming. Thanks a bunch. Because <laughs> <laughs> you stood up with me, and you were super nice, and you drove me, and you were just a good friend. If you listen to this, Jimmy, you're the best. And if you don't, why the hell not? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Right, so let's let's sort of that's the sort of hobbying aspect of that all done. We are, as you can see, going to go and get on to Lincoln very soon. But we do need to talk about Warhammer Fest and some of the stuff that came out at Warhammer Fest. So let's start. Let, where do we start? Let's start talking models because there were some pretty awesome models that came out. Um, there was loads of stuff for the age of what you call it. Um, there was some cool stuff for uh, Blood Bowl. Um, I don't remember if there's anything Necromunda specific. Uh, well, all of the Vansar upgrade kits and yeah, the preview so of the next gang and uh, some other, some beasts, and which is really cool because the Vansar <laughs> upgrade kits do contain uh, that cool clear shield they have, the energy shield. Okay. In so nothing important really then. Well, that means that I can finally oh, build breachers. You can, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very true. Because um, so you can buy them in packs of five. Those shields. Yeah. Um, then there's also some more pictures of the Dreadnought Drop Pod, which are out. If you actually want to go and have a look at uh, Warhammer Community, they've got the the details from Warhammer Fest there. Um, there is the absolutely gorgeous um, painted version of uh, Anarchoscoria um, out. And I hope you don't have to take that entire base as the display. That's the gaming base. I, I hope not, but it is beautiful. Yeah, but it will look shit on the table if it, you have to take <laughs> yeah, one. I'm, just, I'm just trying to take in the model itself. I think the model looks absolutely gorgeous. It is, I mean, it does look very busy, 
Um, kind of the same. Sort of. Sadly, it also looks like a miniature for a war machine. Okay, shots fired. Yeah, well, uh, the des- <laughs> well, the design idea and that mini was released way before Scoria. So. True, very true. Um, but we have so we have the, the the Scoria model. Have you gentlemen seen it at all? Yes. Uh, per, have you seen it? No, I don't know. Scoria, I don't know. Uh-huh. Google right now. Google it right now. So we'll forge you a link so you can you can look at things. Um, but what, uh, Christopher, what do you think of it? Oh, I really like it. Uh, I think they hit. I know that a lot of people have built their own score. Like people built their own uh, Alpharius, did the spider leg thing. And for me, Mr. Uh, Eric Valer from okay. Denmark, he hit the mark pretty close. I mean, his is really good and majestic. And mm-hmm. I think this score is good as well. I mean, like Chris said, I think it's going to be a display bay in search. You can lift it out, like with all of the Primarchs. But yeah. if not, it's going to be really difficult to play in a heresy setting because he needs to go up on a gantry. That's not going to happen. It kind of looks like that if you look at the model. There's a, yeah. like a line right through one of the pieces. Yeah, exactly. Time. Yeah. I think that, I think it would be crazy not to, basically. Besi- besides, you don't have to take the Abeyant, do we? No, I I think they said at Warhammer Fest you can lift him off the spider leg thing. Well, that's really so he comes good. with them without. That's really good because it is a really good model. But if you ha- would have to take all of that on the table, it wouldn't look good. No, uh, it wouldn't. Okay, uh, I I think this guy definitely looks like someone who could fight a Primarch and win. He's intimidating stature. He has all the weapon options, and he looks like when you think freaky mechanicum shit master. Or shit lord, if you're from Australia, this is definitely the kind of guy you could look at and say, "Yes, that is exactly what I did not know I was expecting." <laughs> that, that, yes, that is completely the stuff of my nightmares coming towards me, wanting to flay my skin from me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, run like Zoidberg, whoop, 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 in the opposite oh, direction. How can um, this get worse? And that's when he whips out his scorpion tail melting gun and like, let me tell you in binary, and you're like, "No, math, not binary, no." <laughs> I now welcome death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it, I, I happen to think it's a gorgeous model. I just think it's, uh, like I said, it looks a bit busy. I think you're both right with the or, with the display base and the the playable base. Still, if not, it's going to be will, very disappointing. I, I will get one and just put it in the display cabinet. So, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, then we have Janesha Kroll, the uh, head of the Silent Sisterhood. Um, one of the as it says, commander of the Sisters of Silence, the great one of the greatest champions of the talents of the Emperor, if not the Imperium itself. I think so, my paladin in World of Warcraft has that armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think to be I think to be fair, I think we've already dis- we've already come to the conclusion that uh, basically her and Valdor have all the level ninety nine rogue kits. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a plate kit. Okay, fair enough. But I, I again, I actually really like this model. Um, surprisingly, I'm not a fan of the the head without the mask on it. I was going to say the same. The, the one with the mask looks way better. Yeah, yeah. that hair looks ridiculous. Yeah. Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I think the the mask sets that off a bit better. It looks better with. I mean, the hair is a bit is might feel a bit much, but I think it looks good with the mask. The hair, uh, if I get one, the hair's the first thing to go. <laughs> Yeah. Fair. Can, I, can I make an observation as the patently worst painter in this entire discussion? Is it just me, or did they hit this paint job perfectly? I mean, I think Valdor and the new shield captain looks a bit 
too much with vibrant colors exploding at you. But this is subdued, yet the detail of two different different colored pieces of cloth, both the cloak and the mm-hmm. hauberk, looks perfect. And yes, the ponytail sort of is ridiculous, but look at the color of it. It really melts yeah. into the silver really well. I, I say with no tools. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think you're right there. I think they've nailed the, the paint job on this one. For me, works really, really well. Um, I think that, the, like you say, the accent colors of the two cloths the work in there. The gemstones work in there really nicely. The hair doesn't ruin the model. Um, again, but again, for me, that's because when it's, I'm looking at the one with the face mask on right now. Yeah. Um, and I think anybody who plays Talons of the Emperor will be very happy with this model in their army. Um, I think it's, I think, I happen to think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I would very much like to paint one at some point um, for no other reason than just to paint it. Yeah, definitely. My knee-jerk reaction would be, I'll give you money to do that. And then I'm like, no, not another army. Oh my God, I'm going to get divorced. I've got a small starting force here I can keep you up with as well, with some Custos and Sisters of Silence. I'll trade you Warhammer Fantasy models. I will will require cash instead of that, sorry. Um, (laughs) And they're not dwarfs. (laughs) Ew. Ew! <laughs> How dare you! So oh, the, the next I feel like I need to go wash now. The next um, thing we have is the new tank for the solar obsidian yes. and militia. Is it? The, yeah. Carnadon. Yeah, the Carnadon. Yeah, which I, I, I again I quite like, but I'm, I'm still a little disappointed that they've released it released a new tank. There's no tank crew going to be available for it. Otherwise, anyway. Um, well, uh, Radio Free is fun, guys. Got a nice Ruse discussion of this one in the the latest episode. So go listen to that if you want a Ruse discussion. Can yeah. I make a point? Yeah, of course. I say again. You're so polite. Well, you, I love how polite you are saying, Can I do this? My pardons. He was beaten in, beaten in school until he raised his hand, just like all of oh, us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really? then, uh, then I'm like, I raised my left hand, and like, Oh, we've got a sinner over here. And he's Oh, we got a weirdo. No, uh, I don't know if anyone else picked up on this, but if everybody here studied Pig Latin, uh, you know Don is like an honorific, which can basically translate to Lord or Great One, and Carno means meat. So this is the Meat Lord tank. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if anybody got that, but now they have, and uh, it's one of those that you just can't unsee now. Grandmaster Meat Tank reporting in. <laughs> there, 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 there will be some sort of honorific of awesomeness for the first person who paints that up and actually has that on one of their tanks and send us a picture for that. We'll find <gasps> you some swag. McDonald's. We'll find some sort of swag from an event or something. I don't care. We'll find something because if you can, if you happily paint it up and make it your <laughs> make it the meat tank, I'm, I'm, I, I love you for it's, doing that. It's uh, also a giant cat creature in the 40k lore. Aww. Sorry, it's in the yeah, it's in the first no first or second no first uh, book Eisenhorn book, a feline creature. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. What a feline bear or something like that? Some kind of space monster. Chris coming, Chris coming with the uh, with all the fluff knowledge there, which doesn't ruin it. But I'd still like to see Meat Commander as a tank name. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be just amazing. Um, I is, really isn't would. that just something that you should uh, name your shadow sword if you're an Emperor, Emperor Children player? 
Oh, yes. That's exactly what you should call it. <laughs> so, how about uh, the Alphalidian Praetors? Uh, how about them Praetors, huh? Yeah, let's go into those. Um, is, I, do we have any Alphalidian players here on the podcast? Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I could have sworn I heard something, but you don't know. I, I couldn't hear anything from the shadows there. Um, so... Go on then, what do you think? I have 6k points of Alpha Legion, and let me tell you, I don't think anyone ever asked for this. I don't know anyone who said, you know what, we need more Praetor models. That being said, I'm super happy we got not one, but two. Because if you look <laughs> at... The, no, but if, seriously, because if you look at the Faustus Sons Praetor, which is a really solid job, you got one. But for the Alpha Legion, you have a lot of infiltrators and tank hunters, so having someone in artificer armor makes tactical sense. So I think yeah. it's good that they met that need by having two of them. That being said, I know a lot of people with Alpha Legion armies probably won't buy this. So releasing it alongside the Larian Terminators is a really good idea. Because you have five dudes and a Praetor. And he's armed exactly like the Larians as well. So if you want to have a super expensive special sergeant, there you go. And look, <laughs> at, and look at the guy in power armor. I mean, look at him. He's like a saboteur straight up. This is the saboteur we're never going to get. <laughs> I love that. This is a saboteur we're never going to get, but yeah. we got, in a way. <laughs> and never Ish. Ish, yeah. You can get away with a couple of weapon swaps on there and have some fun with it, but it's, I think they're beautiful models as a base yeah, uh, for a lot yeah. of stuff. I mean, they're still going with the slightly Macedonian impression, I guess, with that strange sort of blade thing, early Alexander era, which is, Chris can correct me, but I think that's where they got a lot of background for Alpha Legion aesthetically, at least. Yeah, which looks, uh, I must admit, is, I, I do love the look of it. I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, I'm getting uh, these. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you might be. Of course you <laughs> I thought you might be. Uh, uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, Mr. Ansmar. I really like them, and uh, I really hope they actually keep making these for new, new allegiance when they pop up. Yeah. yeah. I hope they do this for allegiance in general. It would be quite nice. Yeah, but... The, might be easier to get uh, the clear, all clear to do them if they do a legion that's coming up, like the White Scars or Blood Angels oh, yeah, yeah, or Night, Night Lords or so. Yeah. Uh, and then, because yeah. I said, they basically said they were going to do this last year, that they're going to fill in missing stuff. Yeah. And so this might just be the start of some, some different stuff being rolled out, potentially. If nothing else, these look really good just for people that just want a minute to paint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I must admit, I would, I would very much like to paint both of these. Actually, I think uh, I wouldn't mind doing a head swap on the the one in Artificer Stroke Power Armor, and maybe have an exposed head because I think that could be quite cool. Um, but you will get but... a, you will get a spare head from your uh, Unisha Crow. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Right. Then let's move on to the uh, Knight Acastus. Um, which I have to admit, I love I love this because it, it's basically I love that I have to say I love the Warhammer community description because I don't know if there's a better one out there. It basically says, "What if you combined an, an Acastus Knight Pophiron with even more barely understood and horrif- <laughs> horrifying techno weaponry from the Age of Darkness?" So, in other words, what would happen if you stuck got a Pophiron and stuck two gigantic fuck off conversion beamers on it <laughs> with what looked like conversion beam is Arku. 
Oh, they are. Yeah. I'm just looking at this thing going, the fuck? <laughs> this thing's gonna be a beast. Yeah. And soon it will be even less, even have less reasons to bring a Warhound to any games. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, true. But, oh, but Profiler can already outclass one, and it's almost half the points, or two thirds yeah, of the Jor- points. Yeah, Joran proved that at the Gothenburg Titan event, right? That the Profiron can basically scrap Titans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it had a tank tank counter rule on them, right? Yeah, special rule for the event. It, well, it had tank, it had time counter for a while. That's what, what, what I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what I, I must admit, what I love about this model, as much as anything else, is the the helm on it. Um, it looks very dark, mechanicum actually. Yeah, yes. with the cowling. Yeah, with the cowling mm-hmm. and the, the more very more um, death like skull face. On there, which I think looks pretty cool. Um, it looks a little more organic than the. Um... But it really does. It looks more sinister. It looks like this is created to be look evil to scare. Oh yeah, but, but it's, it's, the... this is supposed to be. I'm not really a sucker for knights. I think they're pretty boring, but this one is cool. But yeah, the, with these shoulder pads instead of the fixed gun or the gun mounts on the Porphyron, it almost looks a bit like that. Uh, was it? Dreamforge. Oh yeah, the Leviathan. It's yeah. called the Leviathan, right? Yeah, because yeah. it, it kind of looks like that. Uh, the wide skull-faced helm, not Shit, entirely, but not entirely, yeah. obviously, but still. And I like the fact it echoes the the Warlord as well with some of the joints they've got in there. The arm joints are very much like the Warlords, um, little bits like that, which I think uh, are very very cool. Um, I, I really like I really like this one. I, I very much want to see uh, want to see this one on the field. I wouldn't mind. I must admit, as crazy as I wouldn't mind owning one of these. Actually, I'd love to paint one. I think it'd be a really nice model to paint and have some fun to play around with. If only had a way of painting models, but not having the trouble of keeping them around your house, Jody. Yeah, I know. It'd be, oh wait, maybe I do. But that's just that'll a- be more. Yeah, well, I've already got a direct line to your wallet on that. So, do you really want me to tell you more right now, or should we no. just uh, no? We'll keep we'll keep it safe for now, okay? Do you uh, know why this? You know why this night is coming out now, right? Uh huh. I want you to imagine like a planet close to the solar system, and it's like the War Master's landing. The War Master's landing, and a giant wall is opening, and out comes the, the entire glorific splendor of a night house, mm-hmm. and then you hear a shrill sound in binary, and all the knights stop. And a Profiron turns around and says, Mom, no. And they're like, bring your baby brother to the battlefield. His time has come as well. I don't want to. Bring him out. <laughs> and like the mechanic like Castus comes out running. He's like a baby. So he's so happy. He's just running, waving his little gravity and implodes. Like, I can come too. Mommy said so. And the Profiron and Lance is just looking down like, fine, let's see what we can do. And he kicks ass. Mommy said I can play too <laughs> Is uh, that before or after They disabled the containment fields for the magma <laughs> Before <laughs> Oh yeah um, And sorry scrap coding and stuff There may be a bit of a jump you might have noticed uh, But let's talk about the Proteus Pattern land speeder Or the um, front armor Ha <laughs> ha Oh, what's that shit? Um, because this thing, I think it's still the, uh, it's a beautiful retro model. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely think, I think it's absolutely this gorgeous. Is, this one we're talking about now is the one that's going for the end of the release. Yeah. And also the, the special edition one. 
Because I want the weapon mounts for this. I want the Volkite mounts for this thing, because I think they're gorgeous. Um, I'm just looking at them and going, yeah, the model's great, I like it, but I really want the Volkite mounts for some of the projects I've got in mind. Um, I'm I'm a bit surprised it's coming out in general release, actually. Um, There are two versions. Yeah? The other one got another armor mark crew and looks a bit different, and that's the one that's going to be event-exclusive. Uh-huh. I can tell you one thing about this. Yeah. I don't know the rules. <laughs> I don't care about the rules. You want 18? Yes. <laughs> they are so cool. Yeah, but they are so cool. This is rope traded. This is classic. This is old school. This is... Ooh. To be fair, you I... can't go wrong. I'm going to be an army with just, just these guys. Probably... And if you promise me that you're going to model one of them holding a beer can, like oh, a really old... Beer can, jerking off. I got everything there. <laughs> I love the way this, man mind, this man's mind works. I really do. It just, you know, it just works. <laughs> I don't think there's much more we can say to top that, really, can we? <laughs> Anybody got anything more than that? Because I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> you, put, you put back wheels on it, and you put the dwarven death roll on the front, and you got a really, really nice two-man lawnmower. <laughs> I personally don't like it because I never liked the retro style item anyway. But I really, really like the Volkites, like you said. I really want the Volkites. They're really cool, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I could just buy this to get the Volkites, basically. Yeah. I had a super expensive idea for this because I'm not overly fond over it either. If you take away the bottom mount and you do some light trimmings on the back, what you could do with this is an attack bike option for an all jet bike army. Ooh. That's a cool idea. Or you buy Ooh. one of the you buy yeah. one of the plastic land speeders and take the front of that one and put it on this one. Yes, touche, 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 In theory, but I'm not creative enough to do that. <laughs> I like I like the fact that we're, we're all thinking around multiple ideas here. I, I like it. Well done. Uh, yeah. We're achieving something nice here, and just you know, giving the world ideas, or you know, making money for Forge World. We want to commit. We want to cut. <laughs> I, I really like. I would probably get this and split it up in parts and do other stuff with it because I like the like it in parts. Yeah, it but is absolutely gorgeous. I have to say. Yeah, but everyone is feel, feel free to like it if you don't. If you do, yeah, the Burke, like the Burke and Hart approach. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's got to have their own approach, man. Sometimes it wouldn't. <laughs> uh, right, then we have to jump on to talking about the next Black Book that's coming out, uh, which is the eighth book in the series. And as we mentioned earlier, this does have the White Scars. It has the Blood Angels. It's got some additional rules for the Alpha Legion and Space Wolves and Demons of the Ruined Sword. Sorry, Jody, there's actually one thing we missed. I'm sorry to drop it. Really? Night Lord, right? Uh, well, actually, not only that, Dreadnought Draw Pod. Oh, I mean, the first thing you mentioned. Oh, sorry, I'm just so excited for it. Okay, well, Christopher, we'll mention it a second time. Yes, there's a new Dreadnought Draw Pod model, which I'm actually really happy to see again. Which, which is also really nice because it's, it's rescaled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now you can fit a Contemptor in it. Yeah. yeah and you can probably fit the Leviathan as well. Uh, pretty sure you can, actually. Yeah, pretty I think so too. And but my yeah, Facebook no. feed won't get flooded with legit Forge World Dread, Dread Drop Pod for sale. Totally legit, I promise. 150 GBP, oh, already sold. Yeah. <laughs> no more of that. 
Um, and then uh, that... we have uh, the Nagaroth Nightmares, the Blood Bowl team. <laughs> Hang on, true. back, 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 back. No, no, back. no, no. no, no. Yes. No. You'll yes. find rules for the Darkers in another informative installment of Spike Journal alongside notes from guest editor Malik Keith. Tactical, uh, uh. tactical tips, comics, and more. <laughs> Fair enough. I could, okay, yeah, you get to have that one. Now back to the back to the next book. Um, they're talking. They just showed some color plates on the community site of um, the Blood Angels, which look really gorgeous. I have to admit. Yeah. Um, looking about the Shadow Campaign on the Chondak system, which is well, going to be awesome. These color plates themselves are from uh, book six. It's, oh. Yeah, it's just say it's nice that they're showing them up here on uh, on the. Some of them. Yeah, not, with, used, uh, it, not used like this though. But no, but they're investigating the sanguine the sanguinous sectum sector even. Uh, so we're going to get a black uh, background for blood angels, white scars, demons of the rune storm, and we're going to get the alpha legion and space wolves in there as well. Um, what else are we also? Uh, the screen of the Warmaster in Wailing and misdirecting legions, which pose a threat to his designs. Yep, and demonology during the later stages of the Great Crusade. And a really, really good-looking Tartarus Terminator. Yes. It is rather awesome. It does make the Tartarus Terminator look rather boss, to be fair. And the... Um, I was going to say, there's a campaign systems for both Sing, uh, Sing, uh, Singus and... and yeah, Cygnus and Chondax, um, as well as their special rules, and a full army list for Demons of the Ruined Storm. And... And... Rules for Sire Connor Relics. Ooh. So, okay, who's interested in doing a demon army then? Me. <laughs> oh, so much. Oh, so much. So you, could, much. you could do them on square bases. Yeah, that's true. But I do have like, I don't know, 30 or 40 or 50 plague bears. They need to see some action, man. Uh, but, I would very much like to get my hands on some of the old school metal bloodthirster miniatures. Oh yeah, like the ones that look like beastmen. So hot, yeah. They would be so hot, you know. Yeah, I want some DLs, demonettes. But I mean, I think this was covered better by people who are more knowledgeable than me, not than you guys, but than me. But it was said there's going to be like a custom system for almost making your own demons, right? Because it's not just going to be like the four different traditional ones and animal, uh, but you're going to have the ability to like pick and mix and build your own ones, like almost like black shields, but with a demon list, and that really appeals to me. Kit bashing, converting. I'm going to see so much cool shit from everyone else, and I'm going to try and imitate it. And you can like make your own demon army. That's what totally. I need. That's totally cool. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Totally, the best way of doing it is just you know kit bashing and stealing shit from other people's ideas. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 actually interested, even though I'm not likely to uh, run one. But I'm 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 interested just to see what the painting conversion and converting stuff could be. Um, you know, like yourself, Christopher, I think it could be a lot of fun to see what's going to sort of come out of that. Um, I'm very much. I, the funny thing is, I've been toying with the idea of a um, white scars army with no jet bikes in it uh, whatsoever. Um, and just using basically jump pack troops and some drop pods. Oh, cool! And maybe cool. a couple, may, maybe a couple of speeders, um, but not maybe not javelins, but just like basic land speeders. So cheap units, um, 
but I'm gonna very much hold off on that until I actually see the rules for them. So you know, because that's kind of important to see what the rules are going to be like. Pella, you're going to become a Blood Angel player. Sorry, you're going to play Blood Angels. That's going to yes, be I think so. At least. Can I just ask, does the fact there's going to be a book around December, maybe January next year, does that entice you to build more? Or does it make you like stop up and hold on and be like, you know what, maybe I want to see the book before I build 28 destroyers? <laughs> uh, I decided to build what I have, which is roughly 2,500 points, 3,000 maybe. And then I will stop. But uh, I don't have all the time in the world, so I probably, when I'm that and all of my other projects, it probably will be December. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll we be have, time. Uh, Scandals coming up in October. October. Yep. So There's a lot of new stuff to build and paint. So I'll probably oh. finish my Blood Angels and then focus on Scandals. Uh, it doesn't call Scandals anymore. It's called well, Assault on... Whatever. The, the event is te- technically still called Scandus because it's held at Scandus, but the event oh. is called the Siege of Byzantium, or what we're going to play. Yeah. So, so no, I won't, I'm not going to buy any more Blood Aliens right now. So, we'll see. We'll see, what, okay. see how it goes. Well, that and being the case... Scandus, oh, is, the fir- Scandus is the first weekend of October. Yes. Which is all in our, all, all be in our wrap up, and is all listed in our events section on our Facebook page, which is very useful to remember. Um, now, question: Is anybody interested in Titans? No, move on. Mm, I don't know. So, a little uh, bit. I heard there were some technical paints coming out. There were some yes, technical paints coming out. Them. We want to talk about the technical paints? Okay, yeah, we can talk, talk about, about the technical, technical paints. paints. We can talk about that, and, and nobody is going to be screaming at us going, you fucking ignorant assholes, why do you keep doing but this? I, I really think these would be useful for you, Christopher. <laughs> the, tec- the texture paints? Yeah, the new technical ones. Too. Yeah, which, they actually which, will be. Which are, these paints will be ideal for adding warp flame, glowing eyes, or just ghostifying, like a trademark, any models <laughs> you choose. Shit, I missed that. That's what I need. So, Hex Wraith Flame and Night Night Haunt Gloom. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. But what are they? So kind of thin paints or... I think they're like the the Nylac Oxide paint. Ah, okay. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's a technical paint. So it's a, basically, it's a glaze that you can use the... Yeah, it's all for it's it's all for adding effects on top of what you've already put in paint wise. Yeah, uh, which is very awesome. Or I'm very much looking forward to seeing them. If you feel like layering the glaze, you can make quite nice effects as well, which is good for the ghost and stuff that I've done. Yeah, because I was going to use the Vallejo paint one, which is called I think Escorpena Neon. So it's like a glow in the dark paint almost. <laughs> I was going to use that one for the eyes. That would be cool if it works. <laughs> that would be yeah, pretty awesome. Would be really cool. Yeah. I, I do owe Fort World a great debt already because I was thinking of starting a Salamander's army, but then they discontinued <laughs> Mortarion Green, and then they pulled away the shoulder pads. So obviously they're like, no, the time is not right. You need to stay traders. So I'm like, thanks, Fort World. So now I can throw money at the first stuff. So yeah, now we have money left then. Yeah. And then you saw all the Skaven ghosts. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, all right, enough of that, enough of that. There, so there is... how, how about the alternative army for uh, Solar City that they're going to release? 
yes, we have some preview, actual modeling previews of the new Sisters of Battle models. Reset the, you don't have to reset the clock that much anymore because they're actually coming out. It's going to be freaking awesome. I'm very much looking forward to seeing them and, you know, maybe making a militia army out of them or something like well, that. Probably, probably easier because you're doing weapon swaps on them and doing a solar ops army. Yeah. The armor would fit better. True. That's very true. Uh, but I think they're, I think they're gorgeous models and, you know, what do you guys think of the of the the stuff that's there? No, no thoughts. Yeah, I just thought I'd let Pelle go first for once. <laughs> once, um, I wasn't really paying attention to what you said. I was looking at the missile for the the deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about the sisters sisters of battles model that's coming out, or oh, the models range that's coming out. What do you think of the 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 concept what they put out? New Sisters of Battle. I don't know if I've seen them. About two thirds of the way down the the article, if not three quarters. Okay, Chris, start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've only seen the one, and okay, this might be controversial, but looking at the model, I'm like, yes, that's a nice face. It's a cool fleur de lis that's on the bolter. I'm sorry to anyone who actually speaks French, and the base is really solid. But unfortunately, after waiting this long, it's very hard for me to be awed by a Sisters of Battle model because there are so many so people. Jaded. Yeah, there's so many people have done it better since. I mean, the Sisters of the Rose Kickstarter that I backed, they're like, you can choose from one of 20 different torsos, which I sold on. And then you have the Sisters, the Tough Girls of the Galaxy just released a new line. So it's a good model. I mean, it's 6 out of 10. It's a good Sister Battle model. But to me, that's all it is. Oh, such a tough man. Such a tough man here. Mr. Ansma, what, what is your thinking? I would really like to see the actual model and not just a 3D mock-up. But it really, looks, it really looks good since it follows the original artwork by Kalkabuchi. Yeah, that's true. And this one is, this was Miria, right? I think they mentioned, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of the story ones. Yep. Who uh, went... She basically went from a sister battle to, to Seraphim to Celestine back to sister of battle because because upgrades don't last. Well, she, she might think for herself. Oh, dangerous! But what I really like is that if you compare this one to the old ones, since it follows the artwork more, they actually have human proportions. Yeah, they actually looks like they yeah. could be able to live. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't push all the organs into a super thin waist? What are you? Some kind of purist? To be fair, the old ones basically had all of their organs and everything pushed into their chest by the corset. That is how Rob Leefield told me that women and men look like, and I'll be damned if I change that opinion. <laughs> also, 50 pouches are super useful. I stand by that. <laughs> God. If, this, <laughs> if they actually release this model as it is, and when I see when because uh, well, it will look better when it's actually a physical model and not being a 3D sculpt, I probably will get it just to paint it. Yeah, like everything else. Yeah, I don't play yep. anything. You should know that by now. <laughs> <Just paint. laughs> 
we, yeah, we, we, we understand this. We understand this. Um, I will so. wait until they release Mirael Sabafiel. If they do an alternate force for like the Sisters of Slanish Corrupted Sisters of Battle, I will buy it. <laughs> that sounds nasty. Or you just uh, convert it's it. It's canon. It's canon. No, it isn't. What? Not anymore? No, I don't think so. I think they retconned it. No. They Make it canon. canon. Make it canon. Just, just see there. You see, Do it canon. There is, there is a list in a certain book that we've been talking about a bit. And they do have... It's not just the Imperial Militia. It's the Cult Horde. Okay, then. So you can just uh, make it. Just go all out. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, let's stop pissing around. Titanicus is... No, just one more thing. Oh, I probably found all of the pieces in the gallery for War, for World of Warcraft that is in Kroll. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I basically taken a character model and made a sculpt out of it. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Well, uh, originality might be might be damned, but at least they're doing something about it. Well, they have is... artists leading the Space Wolves, so. <laughs> it's not. It's not like uh, drawings. Uh, like this have been out for fifteen, twenty years, and people have been inspired by each other. No, 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 no. It's obviously just copying. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but totally. you know, the new space wolves are suffering from that rare space Shikita scab. When all your fur turns into bananas, it's not a joke, guys. It's a real condition. And all, and all the bolters turn upside down. Yeah. Or the front half of the bolter. Yeah. It's known in Fenrishan as It's a real thing. Yeah. So the struggle is real is what we're saying, yes? <laughs> yes. There's a support group. Oh, so but, uh, let's move on then, and we can uh, go yes. on to our main segment. Let's talk about Titanicus because it's out. It's there. Oh, it will be out in around August. It's, it's been previewed. It looks awesome. Um, I you personally will not. You're like, I have money now and no Titanicus, but soon I will have all the Titanicus and none of the monies. Or yes. none of the monies and none of the Titanicus. <laughs> well, more likely the second one. But uh, the, but yes, it it is it is it is out. I wish I had the monies. I wish it was available for purchase. It's gorgeous. Um, again, I will happily I will happily do a commission if anybody uh, can paint this on a commission. Should anybody want it painted? But um, I am. I don't think it's. I don't actually think it's going to be a game that I own, unless I can find someone here uh, close to me who really wants to uh, to actually play it because. Um, it's like it, the thing is with one with this, and uh, we might bring it into our event series. We've not had any sort of discussion on it whatsoever, but you know, there's always a chance. But outside of that sort of that sort of gaming, there's not a huge amount of draw for me on that. I mean, it's like I love Necromunda, for example, but I don't have anybody I play regular games with here who. You know, and it's not something I'd want to sink my time and money into um, outside of my my heresy armies. Um, but that being said, I genuinely think it looks gorgeous, um, and I'm super happy that it's actually out um, because it's. I think it's been something that's been needed for a while, uh, personally. 
because I think it's been needed to come. It's needed to be brought back with all the other sort of uh, what do you call it, a specialist games that we've been we've been sort of getting. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, what does anybody else think about it? I mean, what, what's your intake? Are you going to go get it? Are you going to buy it just to paint it? You know, well, there's, that seems to be a current theme this evening. <laughs> I don't know, really. Yeah. If I get it correctly, this is uh, 20. It's not the uh, epic scale. It's not 6 millimeter scale. No, it's 8 millimeters. 8 to 10 mil scale, yeah. Okay, you, you could work in 6 and in left. I don't know. Maybe I, I I have to see more. But of course it's cool. It's Titan. It's Titan versus Titan on a big. Of course it's cool. Maybe I'm gonna buy and play it. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of game I want to play, but I didn't really have time for it. So yeah. unfortunately, it might be that I'm not gonna play it. But um, it's cool. Of course it's cool. Buy it. Paint it. Buy it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Yes. Do it now. Steal the coffee. Steal. steal. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sam, what do you think? I'm looking at it and I'm like, I have two kidneys and no Titanicus. <laughs> and I feel like we have to make some sort of evening of that odds. What you're saying no. is you've got all the kidneys but no Titanicus. <laughs> yes. At some point soon you're going to have no kidneys and no and all the Titanicus. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not really thinking outside the box here. It doesn't have to be my kidneys. Doesn't have to be my kidneys as well, so stop eyeing them out. No, no, no. Jody, your kidneys Fred are shit. Just lying around. True, Chris, they really are. <laughs> These kidneys came to me for protection. No, it's like you hit a really good point, Jody. Uh, I I'm kind of lucky because I live in Stockholm, just like Vela. So we could, we could probably go to OSS and play it. But I need to rope someone in from SLG or roundabouts to play this game. Because it's a great game, and I never got a chance to play Epic back in the day, and really hope this leads into an Epic game. But I need to find someone to play with, because these are beautiful pieces, but I'm not sure I can justify owning a knight-sized World War Titan unless I play with it regularly. Yeah, I totally agree. Hopefully this will lead to a future Epic. Um, Maybe, maybe not, but... um... Right now, I'm probably not going to buy it. No. I don't think so. Which is a shame, because it seems like the original box is going to have a lot of stuff that you're going to have to buy separately before. Me and Chris had a quick yeah. talk about it, and he he gazed into the futures with his rare power of common sense and said, there's probably going to be a discount incentive to buy this. So it's like you get the board and the terrain and the bots, and you only have to pay like 80%. 70% if you buy them separately at a later date and you're probably going to get something you can't buy at a later date which is what they usually do like a special character or maybe like a special award order or something yeah yeah. so probably. maybe specific I mean uh, it'd be nice do you know what I, I would like to see I think this is the one chance they've got of bringing in Parata in yeah they're not no I don't, they might not but I just think it's the one it's a good chance that they've got to do it uh, they current, might not take it. The current, the current line is basically, that I said on Warm Fest, is that we're not planning an Imperator because we're going to explore other options for the Warlord. Mm. So probably yeah, Psychic Titans. Because there, there are several Titans the size of Warlord. That's true. That, that are not the Warlord. There's 
a three-legged titan for one. What? Yeah. It sounds weird. It's a Mechanicum titan. It's a heavy gun platform. I mean, that, yeah, I mean that, Jody, how much do we have to donate to the charity raffle to have you go into a bar and shout up a lady and say that you are the three-legged titan? Is I'll that like 10,000 at all? I'll oh, do that cool. for free. How did, you think <laughs> you met, uh, how did you think you met his girlfriend? Mm. Well played. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of confused at the lack of warhounds. Is yeah. that going to come at a later date, or are you just going to go like, no? Nah. That was a, that's been a general sort of piece of feedback that I've seen on the um, on the tinterwebs. Um, the people, there's been a lot of questions of so where the warhounds at? Um, I'm I I have no. No, I have nothing, no sort of information sources, anything. Um, I, I really hope they're going to do something with them. Um, I'm I'm a bit unsure as to what they're going to do with them. If they don't do them now, maybe it'll be like a, a sub box or something. Yeah, I actually got an idea. What's going to be in the box? Do we know that? Uh, uh, yes, I had an idea when I spoke to Chris. Yep. And you Titan experts are going to have to correct me, but the Warlord, the Warhound Titan isn't too modular, right? It doesn't have a lot of different weapon mounts. Um, they don't have a lot of options. They have, they have uh, the Vulcan Bolter, the, the Hellstorm. Well, not the Hellstorm. It's not, it's, it isn't the Hellstorm flamer, but it should be. Yeah, the Plasma. Uh, and then they have the laser. Plasma Blaster, the Twin Link Turbo Laser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I mean there are yeah. there are other options out there. I mean, technically, you can go back to the fluff and look at like, the Ursus claws and stuff like that. Yeah, because I'm thinking if they shows the knights, because if you want smaller models that like work as hunting hounds, <laughs> then you can give them like every knight weapon out there, and they can fulfill a million different functions. They can corner an opponent. They can chase him. They can charge in. They can go around a building real fast. I think with the knights, they can go a bit more modular. So they can sell more different items and weapons and different night chassis, and you can overclock it. I I have a sneaking suspicion they've done it because a night chassis can be so many different things. But the Reaver and Warhound might be slightly – no, the Reaver and the Warlord might be a bit more static. So they can change the different night chassis all the way up to hell. They are yeah. a bit more static because they're the heavy hitters. It's just a crazy theory. I mean it's not – I don't think it's a – a valid theory. I just, I, I think if that's the case, I'm a little disappointed because I think there's, uh, in, in my my heart, I think there's a lot more they could do with the, um, um, with the re, with the warhounds as well. I think there's this, you know. But again, we, we won't know until they do something because I don't think there's anything official out at the moment. Um, I don't know, Chris. Have you heard anything or read anything on that at all? No, but it wouldn't surprise me if they're releasing Warhounds as upgrade boxes later on, like hunting packs. Yeah. Because Warhounds... They, they can they, they need probably to be, they do that. They should. They, they really are most effective if they're in a pack of two or more. So maybe they had a discussion of, of should we have one Warhound in the box just because they want a Warhound or should we just skip, skip it and put in an expansion with more Warhounds later on? 
Yeah, true. So it might not just probably, fit, fit the probably story. Probably in an expansion box, because why not? Everyone's going to need or want two uh, Warhounds, so just sell extra models. Yeah. <laughs> one way or another. And one way or another, it's going to be, be that fair, money. All of, well, all of, all of the boxes are that have been released in the last couple of years have always been linked to a specific story. So it might just be the story in the main box as well, even though it's a starter box, it is supposed to be linked to the next set of books. True. Yeah, true. So so what I'm saying is, there's probably not just one reason they've done something. Oh yeah, no, these guys are kind of inception layers. There's probably about 15 reasons why there's things, uh, which is... Just wait until they cancel them before release. (laughs) They're not North Korea, for God's sake. You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be that bad. Or oh, maybe it will be. Who knows? Um, well, soon enough. I don't know that. Soon enough, they will be in a rogue state that has nukes, <laughs> with a crazed leader with a weird hair- haircut. I mean, it's a boon to like organize event organizers, right? Because now you can finally have, okay, you guys attack the planet, you guys sit the manufactorium, you guys play some Battlefield Gothic to see if you get orbital bombardment, you guys get to fight a Titan battle. Yay! Let's yeah, see we're already if... doing that, but we're doing yeah. it in 28 mil scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. We're well, doing can, it properly. You could do it in Epic, or you could do it in Epic. You could do it, yeah. Massive so scale. Yeah. So if you want to talk sinister conspiracy theories with this... There are people who say that they will discontinue the main game, the 28mm game, to be just a skirmish game, and then force everyone to play major battles in this game system in the future. That's that's a very specific conspiracy theory there. Yeah, but uh, that's one I read today. Really? That wasn't on bowls, was it, by any chance? No, that was uh, a forum discussion. Oh, well, okay, forums, intriguing. Could happen. It's nothing that bad. <laughs> it's actually a totally valid discussion and then there's someone but what if they were doing this to discontinue the game because we all know that a twenty eight millimeter battle game can't sell. They had it has to be skirmish. Yeah. Doesn't sell. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <Moving on. laughs> so, so the future the future in miniature gaming is uh, this uh, 8 to 10 to up to 50 millimeters. Apparently. Yeah. According okay. to this person's insight. That's some very deep insight that person has. You don't know him? Maybe it's right. Maybe it's psychic. Anyway, right. Let's get off this because let's get off this because this could turn into this could definitely go off down an even darker rabbit hole than it needs to. <laughs> let's just go with this. I don't think there's anything more that we need to discuss there's right now. <laughs> There's what? I just found Orc Pac-Man. Oh, God. Right. Oh, yeah, no, I saw those. Yeah, it's Orc Pac-Man. No! No! I want to move on to the Titan Raffle! I want to talk about the Titan Raffle. Because it's Climb up off the rabbit hole and talk. Well, we yeah. should also mention that in less than a month, or less than four, three weeks even, it's approaching quite rapidly, there will be a little gaming event in Stockholm, which is our second event for the event series. Yes. This Fields of Megara. And uh, when you hear this, 
there will be a chat gone up and there will be messages sent out to people that send that are interested or or coming but there might be tickets left so check out check it out and if nothing else just uh, come by and watch the awesome awesomeness of tank battle yes it will be fun and and it will be fast and this is, will be the first weekend of uh, june which is the uh, second and third yes there will be a very specific episode on that coming out uh, next week, I believe we're going to be planning on doing that one. Yeah. Uh, as soon as, we're as, soon as get... we can get it recorded. Yes, as soon as we can within our release schedule, which basically means you'll probably get three episodes within the space of a week. Yeah, but um, you don't. You haven't had any episodes for a long time now. Yeah, you 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 guys have earned it. We love you. Uh, right, then that's that's that one. <laughs> right, then let me mention it: the Titan Raffle, because this is important. The Titan Raffle. We have coming out, uh, well, we have started already, as you've already heard about my beautifully waxed ass and many other parts of my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have released, started to release, or we have tickets available for our um, Titan raffle, the raffle against DMD. This year's prizes, as they stand so far, because they are subject to change because the community is awesome and does donate wonderful stuff to us and makes things happen. They are currently a... Warhound, uh, sorry, Warhound, that was so last year, uh, Warlord, and two Reaver Titans. And I shall be painting them up, and they will be um, be raffled off at Scandus. It's 35 US dollars per ticket, per entry. Um, there is a blanket ban on your and buying the last ticket, because um, you're not allowed to do that two years in a row. Um, How about uh, Christopher, then? Yeah, uh, but, yeah, you can buy the last ticket. You didn't do that last year. You can, you can just, just. It was the last ticket that was, that was the thing, because uh, it was. So just no a, one can buy the last ticket. No, no just no. keep buying tickets. No. Keep buying tickets. Get them on the floor. There will be no. There will be no last ticket. Uh, it will well, just I be mean, blank, blank entry. In my defense, uh, I won't be able to buy last tickets. I'm going to be on the internet telling people you never get your nights anyway. That you get swimmed a lot. Mother... To, to be fair, what, what, what you need to do is get someone in the US that has never talked to us, that we don't know, say that, because he heard it from someone, heard it from someone, heard it from someone, that uh, someone didn't get their award order the first year of the raffle. Yeah, and, and that's the best part. Lovely then picture I, of you being handed the goddamn Titans. Yeah. Yeah, and the best part is, I, I not only, I not only own one of the night houses so raffled away. I actually regularly play against the other guy who won one of the night houses, and we have played against one another nights. Seriously? <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. There's so also, I, there's also a photo on our Instagram with. Jody handing you a knight when you win? Ah, yes, but you see, when you leave, uh, the Varangian guys put a sack over your head and beat you with doorknobs, and then they claim the knights back. Yes, True. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hell, you True. have, you have hey, them. Hey, it wasn't me. <laughs> I am no, totally innocent. <laughs> it wasn't me. Also, I could barely fit 20 doorknobs into that pillowcase. I was going to say, it how, wasn't doorknobs. How, how, how do you know it was doorknobs? Yeah, it wasn't doorknobs. <laughs> you know I was beating okay. myself <laughs> with doorknobs. You, know okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just like to put a sack over your head and beat. Anyway, um, right. So, all for the internet fame. All for the fame of the internet. Right. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, we've gone off on a complete tangent there. As always, this is going to be one of our classic episodes where nothing happens and we all go completely bonkers. <laughs> So let's go off to a quick break now, and we're going to come back in, and we're going to talk all things Lincoln with these two reprobates, myself and Christopher, 
you can decide which Christopher is the reprobate and which one isn't uh, after this quick musical break. So we'll be right back. You stand before this court accused of heresy and witchcraft. How do you plead? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. 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 Guilty.
The, the mad ravings of the intro it's now time to talk in mad ravings about Lincoln because Lincoln the Assault Lemurian has been fought it has been won for, it has been won and it has been lost it has uh, brought some epic tales of epicness especially if you were drinking the night before and still drunk through three quarters of the games Magnus um, and many other awesome things that have happened as well uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the the event, sort of the overview of the event. Um, it was a Centurion event, fifteen hundred points, and we were running both. Well, players were asked to bring both a um, Raiders and a Garrison uh, detachment for um, for the event because the narrative of the event itself uh was based around the, the the sort of the start of the the siege of the or the the assault on the planet um and chris you can actually give us a bit more details on the narrative side you, you forgot so, what the plant was called right i did exactly that's <laughs> my to get over to you it's called numine lethum thank you the yeah so that was that the basically it was the assault of Numen Elysium and we had the the first thing and literally the very first uh round were were the uh traitors or the, the true true sons of the Imperium. Traitors. True sons of the Imperium. They don't want uh, an Imperium, so how can they be true sons of Imper- the Imperium? They want the Imperium. No. Just not the Imperial truth. They don't want they want to overthrow the Imperium and find found their own kingdoms basically. We're the well, perpetuator of the imperial dream in its nascency. Basically, the guys who say "fuck the emperor," we like horror. We're with Horace. <laughs> uh, had the fir- literally started off on the first round as they were the ones who made the um, the surprise entry into system and then looked to capitalize on the surprise of the uh, of the their rapid insertion against the uh, the those loyal to the throne. Let's put it that way. Um, now. 
gentlemen, what armies did you both bring to this event? Pelle, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. I brought a wild guess, a death card, of course. <laughs> Beautiful death card. Yes. Uh, it's what's kind of fun to do this, because my death card army is rather static. It's classic mm-hmm. uh, reaping. But in this case, I had to rethink a little bit. Uh, the assault marines, jump packs, bikes, death guard on bikes. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And uh, destroyers. It was totally three totally new units in my army, mm-hmm. which make you have to play in a way you really don't play death card normally. So the first two games you did stupid things like forget to run and things like that because Death Guard doesn't run um, but it was fun it is fast and thanks Super Heavy's Knights are cool to play but yeah. it is also cool to go back to basic play some infantry versus infantry mm-hmm uh, more back, in, in my opinion, is like moving back to basics. That's where you start. Yeah. When you build an army, and then when you go up in points, like two and a half thousand, three thousand points, the infantry can disappear. In my opinion, that's my yeah. experience. People bring heavy stuff, bigger stuff. So it was fun. really fun. Yeah, that's cool. And Christopher, what were you bringing? Uh, basically, anyone who heard the Night Lords, ter- the Night Lords episode we did knows that my entire Night Lords army is basically built around the terror assault list. So my raider assault force were three squads of terror assault guys, mm-hmm. which were eight in each squad. All of them had a Volcate charger, and I had one flamer per squad, one sergeant with artificer armor, chain glaive, melt bombs, artificer armor, and then I had one apothecary and another apothecary with jump pack. My Centurion had a Shane Glaive, Troves of Judgment, Jump Pack, basically a jumping guy with an invulnerable save. Five destroyers, mm-hmm. all of them jump packs, <laughs> melt the bombs, which was really stupid, a missile launcher. <laughs> then I had a Javelin with missile launchers for just for some mobile attack force. Uh, three bikes, jet bikes with a melt gun and melt bombs and everything. And a Contemptor with a chain fist and a normal fist, Contemptor Cortis. Uh, for my garrison list, uh, basically, I went down to one terror assault, one terror group, and I had two basic tactical guys. Ten-man, Vexilia for both, which I had a lot of fun doing. A bunker with two barricades made out of dead Astartes, because, ha, of course we're going to shank you and make a wall out of you. And uh, <laughs> seven missile launchers in a bunker with an ammo dump. Nice. That's pretty much it. That was extremely detailed. I brought Night Lords. Um, yeah, Sorry. No, we have to maybe point out that, um, like Chris said, yeah, everyone brought two armies, garrison, one um, raider, mm-hmm. and you had to bring a fortress when you were a garrison. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, maybe not a big difference for a death card player, but other more fast-moving player wasn't really used to that, maybe. Also a twist in the, in the event. Mm. No right of war. No name characters, etc. Yep. Also, for more basic 
Troops. Sorry for, yeah. for the interruption. No, no, not at all. Because that's actually where I was. I was sort of heading next because this is a this is very much a, a narrative series, and within that we have a a um, a very strong theme of how this is falling in a timeline and who is um, around and what is likely to happen. Because that is in, in and of itself following the essence of a story when producing these these events. Now, one other thing that's key to point out is what we're doing across this year um, is the is basically the unremembered or the the forgotten units um, is something that we're trying to push this year as a, as a hobby effort, um, which is basically there are a number of, um, or at least we feel that there's, but there's a number of, um, Units out there that don't get represented nearly enough on the battlefield, um, and this event uh, we had a list of those that were available for different factions. Uh, we went through them in our link on primer episode, um, and we also had the um, the details of what, what sort of everything costs. But Chris, you can remind me about these, mate, because you were the one who came up with most of the, the most of the, the units here. But it was um, very much the destroyers for the space marines, a basic five man, no no uh, well, additional. That bits. was the, the, the destroyer unit was basically the template points wise. Yeah, so, so, so it's a, like a bare bones unit. Yeah, it was it? kept at just a standard unit, no upgrades, anything. Mm-hmm. Any upgrade that you wanted to take for it, you had to take out of your own army points. Yeah. So if you wanted to boost it, bump it up to a 10-man squad, you could do that, but it would cost points from your army, where the mm. first five were free. Yeah. And for the Mechanicum, there was Skillax, and there were the Recon squads for Militia and the Flamer seconds for Sword Auxilio. Yeah. And it was really nice to see these were relatively well represented across the um, across the event. I mean, we actually had some Solar Orcs players in there, some militia players bringing bringing their dudes along, and they showed up. But I think almost almost every army, to the best of my knowledge, Touchwood had one of these free units, uh, one of these sort of forgotten uh, units in their army. In one of the lists, one or both of the yeah. lists. Should we, before we go too deep into the event, just uh, yeah. mention where we were fighting and what was basically Please fighting do. around? That's the important part because this is this all comes into the start of the narrative that leads through the event and then what comes out of it at the end as far as narrative is concerned. Yeah. First of all, I have to apologize because I've been quite ill recently. So for personal reason, I couldn't really finish all of the things I wanted to finish before the event, with, with, in regards of the fluff. But I have had snippets every now and then on our recordings, and I did put out something the day before the event, at least, which is something. It's not what I wanted, but it's something. Uh, but basically, this entire event takes place a few months after Eastman 5, when, mm-hmm. uh, when the entire Shadow Crusade is kicking off, basically. And... Uh, Due to there being agents, obviously there being agents on the planet already, the the uh, so the approaching enemy uh, traitor fleet isn't really detected until it's too late, because every call for help from the stations and the fleet just goes unanswered from the planet and the remaining fleet that's in high anchor. And what they're after is, first of all, 
the, the space station and the space station complex above the city of Amorium and what we're going to have for the next event, the fields of Megara, which are situated on the equator, is a line of space elevators. And these are what the traders are going for. So they assault the station above Amorion and to take the city of Amorion. And during that assault is where our first event took place. Yep. And it was it was glorious. It was it was a hell of an event, I have to say. Um now the event pack is available. Um the link is still is active and you can go and actually download the missions and everything that was played. Um if you want to go and have a look at what was actually um what was actually take, what done as part of the event. And uh, if I, you want the two data slates I made up for minimum amount of fluff, they're on the Facebook page as well. Exactly. So you, you can start recreating your own um Amorion Assault, or Assault of the Morion, I should say, get it the right way around, um, via, with all that information that's there. Now, on a, on a sort of gaming point of view, as we said, we, we started off round one, the Loyalists were entrenched, and they were the garrison forces, and the uh, traders were making the uh, surprise assault, so they got, um, they got to be the attackers. Now, there were a number of different deployment styles and missions that could be played throughout the day, and they were randomly rolled by Freddy. And, gentlemen, can you remember what we had as the first matchup? I most definitely can. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> sure. We had, we yeah. had a deployment of combat drop, which is where the attacker deploys three large blasts and then scatters them to D6s, and you can deploy in the large blast and six inches around it. Which I think some people missed because a lot of I saw a lot of people trying to fit their armies onto these six-inch blasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mission, the mission was headhunting, in which you roll, if I remember correctly, a D3 and then choose plus two characters on the garrison side. Yeah, yeah. And that's this way. Yeah, and here's another thing that some people missed: whenever that character kills a model, just any sort of model, not even a character, he gets worth one point plus as many models as he has killed. And if the garrison keeper can keep them alive until the end of the game, you get the point that they're now worth. If the raider, the traders in this case, kill that guy during any time of the match, you get exactly what they were worth at that time. Up to six victory points, I think. Yes. There's a max of six per character. Yeah. So that, just just to be clear, if anybody's unsure, basically if there is a, let's just say, a tactical sergeant was chosen as one of these characters and said tactical sergeant kills five different models in the uh, in the game uh, as he's going along before he gets captured um, he's worth one victory point plus the five he's killed so he's worth six victory points um, if he is kept alive for the entire game then the uh, the sort of the army controlling him gets the the points as victory points themselves and this was uh, this is what this was like every round, first round absolute confusion bedlam and mayhem and I think it was quite a, quite a lot of fun. How? What? Did, who did you face off against you in your first matches? Uh, Pele, who did you get first? Uh, I faced um, Magnus and his Dark Angels. So it was Traitor versus Traitor. Or was it? Oh, was it? <laughs> well, the sure as hell wasn't anyone loyal to the Imperium, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, so that was your first matchup. And, and how did the game go for you? 
Um, I have to think. I think I lost it. Um, the most epic memory from that game yeah. was when my bike with plasma guns, four bikes, shooting plasma guns, twin-linked snake eyes, yeah. missed their saving throws, of course. One guy dies. Gosh. The rest of the bikes fail their leadership test and run away. Oh, God, yeah, I remember coming past that one. Just as that happened, <laughs> and just the sheer look of defeat on your face. I felt so badly for you. Oh, no, you didn't. No, I really didn't, actually. It's a lie. Um, but, you know, it, oh, dude, that, that's, 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 you know, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, I, I, re- I remember I lost the game, but I can't really recall any details from it. You're blocking it out, say. Yeah, it's a psychological burnout. Psychological block out. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't make me think about it anymore. Uh, okay, Mr. Sam, what about yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm going to try and follow Pelle's example and maybe not get super detailed. But I had a grudge mashed against Nicholas from Don't Lose Your Red. Mm-hmm. And Freddy was super cool about this because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play Nicholas first. And he just looked at me like I'm dumb. I was like, no, you're going to play this guy, Tor. I'm like, but I was going to grudge Nicholas. And he was like, no, because you didn't tell me you were going to grudge. And I'm like, yes, I did. And I, I could see that Fred, Freddy was being very patient with me, but he was basically the dad at a class trip. No, fill out your sheet and hand it in. I'm like, no, but I did that. He's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I wrote your name and everything. I'm like, check this up. Nicholas, what are we doing? And Nicholas was like, yeah, we're grudge matching, right? And Freddy was like, oh, just fuck, I'll fix hey, it. Uh, okay. I, I was like two meters from him just looking yeah. at it going, oh, this is going to go well. <laughs> but he made it happen. He did. So he just did. like a quick preface, because I'm sorry for being the bane of Freddy's planning, but just before the match, I'm Nicholas pretty sure you was... weren't the bane of Freddy's planning. Oh my god. You're good with that, Bob. Yeah. Trust me, you're safe. I'll you're get the, there. On the other hand. Max, yeah. I will face you one day. So before the game, Nicholas was like, hey, Come over here. I want to show you something cool. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. And I'm like, you keep your pants on, mister. He's like, no, it's not my penis. Come over here. And he's like, turns over and he leans into his bag. I'm like, oh no. And he opens it and he brings out Someone two chaos dwarfs. <laughs> no, uh, two chaos dwarfs for Warhammer Fancy. I'm like, oh my God. These are like the old bazooka dwarfs. That's super badass. And he's like, I know. There's a retro shop here that sells antiquated fantasy models at really cheap prices. I'm like, no fucking way. Yes. So we set up the match, and basically and then you I, it off. <laughs> yes, because we deployed, and I I deployed basically my warlord in one corner, my bikes in one corner, <laughs> my contemptor down and left, and just trying to cover as much of the board as possible. And he counter deployed by hiding his forge lord with a magnetized conversion beam in his bunker, and then he put veterans outside of it. And I'm like, what are those veterans? And he looks at me and says, sniper. And I cough and say, lazy heresy. And he looks at me and he's like, you know what? They're weapon masters now. And I'm like, good on you. And he deploys <laughs> around and he puts his, he puts seven phalaxes in a box just next to my centurion. So we deploy. And then Nicholas looks at me and looks around. And he's like, you want to go check out the retro shop? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we ran away and we're basically like schoolboys skipping class. I was like, <laughs> So go there, and I, I, like, find a super old white model, the ghosts, and he, like, finds a bunch of different dwarf stuff, and we leaves, and we get back, and just as we're getting back, Fred is there, like, you assholes haven't started playing yet? What the <laughs> fuck? Get the hell back. Okay. 
And yeah, you got there. busted by dad, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, was it worth it? Definitely. I mean, good. <laughs> if you're going to break the rules, break him hard. Uh, I could go pretty detailed into this match, but basically, for me, the highlight was, and I'm now addressing all Nightlord players in the world, those who can hear me, there's hope. There's light. Because during this match, I passed not one, but two fear tests. So I shot his phalanx with my rad missile. So two of them go down to toughness four. And then I charge in with my centurion and my destroyers and an apothecary. And he's now, he fails the fear test. So he has weapon skill one, toughness four phalanx, who go down to toughness three because they have rad grenades. And I have weapon skill five and I outnumber him. Which means that basically the stars are right, so I hit him on two plus, and I get to reroll the ones. So I think I ask Nicholas like five times, like, "Wait, do I hit you on twos?" And he's just like, "Yes, you fucking hit me on twos." <laughs> and like, Wait, do the do the phalanx get your Iron Warrior rules? And he just looks at him like, "No, because they're not fucking Iron Warriors, are they?" <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I get nervous because <laughs> he's being really nice, and I keep fucking it up, and I keep fucking up, and I'm winning. Because by turn two, I look up and I'm like, I'm looking at him and then I look at the board and like, shit, he has nothing left. Because his bikes did what you did, Pelle. They came in, they shot at my javelin. He did like three ones. So two of them died and then they held. <laughs> Justice! Did forget they were twin linked? Yeah, no. They, he knew that. <laughs> he just rolled a lot of ones. Okay. Then they fucked up Justice. my javelin. They fucked Sorry. up my javelin, and two of them are alive. And I come in, and I shoot them off the board with my last terror squad. I'm like, oh, oh. finally, they're dead. Whew, finally, some good luck. And he just looks at me like, what the hell do you mean, finally? And I look at the board, and my contemptor slaughtered one group of tacticals. <laughs> and my, like, four-man strong terror squad has been charged by his veterans, and they managed to massacre them. So basically, there's almost nothing left. So I do. I like do a hail mary. Like you know what, Nicholas? Why doesn't your Why doesn't your warlord come out and face me like an honorable man? It's like I'll show you. Uh, so I shot him with radioactive missiles until he died. Actually, <laughs> 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 I shot him with radioactive missiles. And then my contemptor ran in, and I gave an extra attack. So he ran in and basically just blundered the entire unit. Nice. Um, yeah. so, so what you're saying is that we perhaps should reconsider the name of the, pri- the prize then? <laughs> no, I mean, it was a fun game. I mean, Nicholas said that he was a bit salty, but I think he's a really good guy. I mean, it did not go well for him, but he was still enjoyable to play with, and he's a really cool guy to talk with. So we had a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> I had fun. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> That's all that counts. Uh, in the end, he got a victory, uh, an event point, and I think I got like three or four event points because my <laughs> my centurion basically challenged everyone all the time. I'm like, I challenge you to honorable combat, and they're like, I'll fight you, I'll show you, and then I'm like, also you have minus one to hit, and you have minus one to toughness, and I get plus one to hit and to wound you, and I have rending, and do a fear check. You know what? Screw honor. <laughs> And now the rest of my guys will stab you in the back. Yay, Night Lord! Typical <laughs> Night Lord, huh? It turns out that terror squads are really, really good in the Centurion events. Yeah, they are. Actually, Night Lords are really good in. Yeah, if you remember your rules, they are. I mean, like, yes. 
<laughs> five plus cover save on turn one. Like you, also, you have four plus if there's night fighting. You can outnumber them. You get plus one to hit and to wound. If you have rad grenades in there, and also all your terror marines has free attacks base, and they do fear. Yeah, and infiltrate. Yeah, and could be really important in this game. Yeah, and preferred enemy is shooting and fighting. So I won that one, and I actually think it's really good because you could score event points even if you didn't win your match. Yeah. This time, even more so than in Scandis, because Niklas scored, I think, one event point, and I scored three. So it wasn't like he lost the match, but he didn't lose the war. So that was a really fun game for me. Awesome. That's a that's a pretty important. I don't. Did we discuss it? You with his event points and victory no, points. Because yeah. in every game you have normal victory points and you get a winner of the game, but that only gives you three. Yeah, three enough points. Yeah. And Three then you could get points. the other for winning challenges, keeping your fortress, destroying the fortress, and so on. So yeah. you could lose the game in victory points and still yes. win with event points. Yeah, I mean, it was. It must be said, it was. A, there were a lot of different things in there, which you, again you can pick up from the um, pick up from the event pack itself and from our primer episode. Um, but the event points were something that we were going for to. Again, it was all about that uh, that narrative style where you know victories can be won and lost in small and in big scale, uh, and the event points could really add to the the overall feel of the the conflict. Even like you said, even if you picked up a loss, you still feel like you're doing something towards a bigger thing. Yeah, we should yeah. mention again here also story wise, the loyalist couldn't win this battle. As in, they couldn't repel the, the assault of the traitors. The traitors would take the station, but just exactly what will happen while they're doing it. Because, yeah. because if we would start a campaign where the defenders of the station could win, the next battle would be fighting for the station again anyway. Yeah. And that wouldn't be a good campaign. So the story is somewhat set. It's what happens in the story that is up for play. Yeah, I mentioned uh, that. And I also, yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's just uh, go on. I also think it let the players create their own narrative if they wanted, because the first mission was basically <clears throat> the traders attacked to cripple the leadership of the garrison defenders. So the loyalists, head of command, we came in to execute them. And like, I had a battle where my centurion charged in and challenged a, a sergeant and decapitated him. And if you just think about it, that ties into the narrative. Your head HQ comes in, challenges a vital asset, kills him, which means that you have a strict advantage. Maybe it's information denial. Maybe it's just crippling their organization. Yep. If you want to build a story around your guy who's going to be in all the battles this year, you have a perfect chance just to expound on that. Yes. And that's the aim of it all. So let, let's move on to round two. We took oh, one no, shot. I mentioned the most important thing here is that I oh, actually yeah. showed up at this point. Well, okay, fair point. You did actually and arrive And one of the first point. things that happened was that Nicholas went over to his bag and said, look at this. Uh-huh. And then he said, I might go buy more because I saw they had more. Okay, well, there's, a, there's a Warhammer fantasy theme running through this episode tonight for sure. Yeah, uh, then, I, then I gave some skeletons to Christopher. Yes, uh-huh. you did. Okay. Skeletons and dwarfs. Then there was an army parade, which we've taken lots of photos and videos of. 
Yep, and the photos then, are on Facebook, and uh, the videos will be going up on Instagram once Jody figures out how to use Instagram. Oh, I know how to use Instagram. I just wish I had a better internet connection to do it with. Uh, yeah. But it's true. Yeah. Uh, so, shut up. Uh, moving on, we're talking about round two. So who did you guys face for round two? I faced uh, Iron Hands. Ooh. Uh, Johnny. Yeah. And tough guy to meet, Iron Hands, minus one strength when you shoot them. It's oh, yes. very annoying. Yes. And the scenario was um, the standard setup. Uh, each had a not the triangle. You have your long side. Duel of War. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one big... Um, how many, what do you call it? Objectives. One big objectives and several smaller, if I recall. Yeah, no, you're right. Yep. The defender had and, each objective that you placed in your, wherever you wanted. But if the yes. attacker took it, it's four points. Yes. All the other four ones were two points. One and point you placed each. it inside your bunker, of course. It was a tight game. Uh, in the end, my bunker was destroyed, but I still had the objective. So... But one made, one made a game was that I still had it for four victory points objective. Yeah, he had like two victory points for other objectives and there were some first blood and so on. Mm-hmm. I think I won the game victory point wise with like 5-4 uh, or something. And I won the event points with I don't really remember. With one point like 3-2 or something. It was really close. He killed all my cute culverins when he charged his eight-man strong Terminator units into my fortress and blew it up. Shame that'll do it. Just collapsed. That'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> but I killed him with my assault marines. Power oh. axes. Oh, yeah. Power axes are great fun. And um, power guide. AP2. Initiative, that's good. In the end, it was a close game, tough game. I think we stressed a little bit because we uh, ran out of time in the end. Yeah. But uh, it was really tough. It could be good and going to eat away. But with a loss in the first game, it felt good to win the second. Awesome. That is, and that is important to pick up something very cool like a win. It always boils the spirits up. Yes. And it has to be said that the, the the traitors did take a very commanding lead out in the first one, as Chris was saying with the narrative. Um they did take a very strong lead out in the, the first the first round. So it was nice to be able to pick up a win in the second. What about you, Christopher? How did your second round go? Who did you face? I faced a guy from and I'm sorry if not remember your name, from the Dirty K gang from Vicqua. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a really cool dude. I could describe him physically, but I'm not sure that would be relevant. But <laughs> He was a really cool dad, and he said basically he didn't have time to finish his army because one of his kids got sick. Uh, I think it worked out. But basically, uh, he had borrowed his friend's army, so he played militia. He had a mix of the old, uh, I think everybody saw the army, of the old uh, steel legions, mm-hmm. like metal models. And some did he creeps. have one gigantic cannon in his list by any chance? Yes, he did. Yes. That will be the lovely yeah. Daniel. Uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a very sol- very cool dude, yes. I, I want to apologize because we had a great moment when he's like, yeah, okay, so the defender deploys half of their army and then you put the bunker there. And I'm like, yeah, okay. 
And I'm just looking at him. He's looking at me. And there's like, do we count up or down? Like, do we round off up or down? I'm like, yeah, do whatever is best for the defender. And it's like, yeah, I guess. And then it's like, yeah, so the defender puts down his fortification. I'm like, yeah. So I'm like sorting my minis, putting them on a tray. And then it dawns on me like 15 minutes in that he must think I'm a tremendous jackass because I didn't really figure out that I'm the damn defender. I should just get on with it. He's being super polite, but I just keep forgetting to do anything. So I'm like, oh, shit, that's me. He's like, yeah, that's you. I'm like, okay, sorry. So I put on the Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's this guy? Why is he taking such time? This, I mean, it's a lot of models. And this, he must be thinking, what a tool. Everything that they have in Stockholm is totally true. So you t- took out uh, your Fortress of Redemption out of your bag and put it on the table? Yeah. No, I brought out my bunker <laughs> and my stuff. Uh, I mean, Pella described as well. There are D3 plus one objectives you scatter around the map. Uh, defender starts. And then there's a breach objective, which is like a vital opening or catch or something you put in your own defender. I put that in my bunker. And then I just put my tactical squad into the bunker with the ammo dump. And I took my seven-man missile squad. I put at the very top of a house where his basilisk couldn't see it. But I could see his 150 militiamen. <laughs> He had two squads of 43 dudes. No, 42. Uh, for the militiamen, like the conscripts, the plebs, with a medic and an officer for discipline. <laughs> two of these. And a grenadier squad. And then some ogrins and the basilisk. Oh, oh, and six uh, last, last cannon dudes. So, nice. the first thing I did... Oh, and he had two recon squads. Uh, I... Yeah, I don't know why people shit on militia recon squads because they can get demo charges <laughs> and chameleon line and infiltrate and move through cover. I think it is that if you don't get them for free, you're probably going to take uh, regular squads instead. Yeah, like Grenadiers, I get that. Yeah. So the first thing I did was charge his basilisk with my jet bikes. I shot heavy bolts on it and then I ran in and beat it to death in close combat turn one. <laughs> and every time I shot missiles at his like... 43 fearless weapon skill for uh, militia dudes. I think I scored like 8 kills per missile. So I just oh, whittled yeah. down his horse. And my one. Yeah, I was just lucky. And my one terror squad like shot at his last cannon dudes. And I think I killed two or three <laughs> with the first volley of uh, Volkite Fire. Because yeah. the flagrant really helped out. Ooh. And then it's like, now I'm pinned. Because he can't flee because he has the discipline colors. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, I can only snap shoot my last cannon. So I'm like, wow, that's really lucky for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's such a shame. <laughs> and my bunker clad uh, tactical is, unlo- he's like, I'm going to charge you soon. I'm like, well, I do Fury of the Legion. So for the first time in my life, Fury of the Legion did something. I think I whittled away like 28 militiamen. Uh, long story short, I managed to charge his uh, six Augrins who are closing in on my bunker with my Centurion. They failed their fear test. Uh, I, s- I pretty much chopped them in half and then sweeping advanced them. And, <laughs> and it turns out his, head, his HQ was in his Grandier squads who are fighting my last five Terra Marines. But he fails the fear test. <laughs> so uh, I think I win the game on one victory point. But due to challenging stuff with my Centurion, I think I got like five event points. Nice. 
Ooh. I have to give I have to give a shout out to Daniel because actually in the next round there's just a story that I, I, I kind of walked across this happening. Um he played Martin Comet, who usually plays um uh what are they called Talents of the Emperor, the Golden Boys, um Custodes. And uh he was actually playing his death guard and he sort of walked up towards one of these um, one of these levy squads or t- you know dude squads whatever it was with grave wardens and fired off all of these all of his um, templates. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, we counted ninety four, ninety six <laughs> hits, ninety four hits, um, and basically because it was like I think it was poison three plus or whatever it was. Um, Basically, all he had was feel no pain, and he rolled forty-two of the. He did literally half of them first, and then those that actually uh, passed. There was very few that passed. I think like four or five passed. Um, then did feel no pains or whatever it was on the on what was left, and it's basically there's like six guys left after it. There's still like forty-two wounds to go. He's like, yeah, let's just take them off. I've literally got it before. During and after Photoshop of that going down, and it was like, oh man, he took it like a champ. Though I have to be honest, he took it like an absolute freaking champ. Um, yeah, no, he was yeah. super. He was super nice to play against. He was oh, super he's a, friendly. He's a, he's a superb dude. He really is a superb dude. Uh, but yeah, that that I just had to relay that story because that story was just freaking hilariously funny. Uh, but yeah, so both, both of you came out with victories. Yeah, yes. we were joking, him and I, that basically his medics were in the prime position for renegotiating their salary because he, I think he made like 25 feet of pains during the entire match. And I'm like, yeah, but unfortunately they're going to be on the line, so they're also going to screw him over anyway. They're going to lose their life insurance and stuff. And he's like, man, that's true. But yeah, it was fun playing a militia guy again. There was just like 170 models and a cannon staring me down, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Run and scare them! Run and scare them! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I think at this point, again, the sort of the swing, there was a literal swing that went through from one. Literally, the pendulum swung to the um, to the loyalists leading in event points at this point. Um, and it was uh, it was a big swing at that that one. I think you guys were one of the few. I don't know if you actually picked up victories, um, and uh, yeah, it's it was. Uh, I, I was a bit disappointed, if I'm honestly if I'm honest, just to see that sort of swing that way. But uh, such is life. Now, what about the third round? What happened for you guys in the third round? I just want to mention for our listeners that didn't attend it during this. Event, you could also challenge someone to a game of Battlefleet Gothic. Oh, that's and true. That yes, did take Sorry. place during the second round. Yeah, and I have no idea what those guys are called. So I apologize, apologize, because me and names doesn't don't really mix. <laughs> they were two two awesome gents. I think uh, Nissa was one of them, and I can't remember who the second well, there one was. There was a lovely lovely painted Battlefleet Gothic army, and then there was Magnus army, Fleet. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can't have everything, can you? Sometimes he does things wrong. Um, no, no, no. He's, he's also quite good, but the other one is really lovely. And since I don't know the person's name, I will just say that the arm is lovely. And it is in our army photos. Awesome. On the, and it, it, and it's, uh, it was nice to mix the 
games, something like that, and they were actually playing a game that took place above the planet. Yeah. At this point, or a bit out of space, basically a relief fleet fighting a traitor fleet in space. Yeah, it was very, very awesome. I, I, I quite enjoyed stumbling, stumbling out to find that one um, during that round. But let's move on. Third round. What were you guys? Who were you guys playing, and how did your games go? Yeah, I played against Jimmy, Imperial Fist, mm-hmm. and it was the same deployment like it was in the first game, if I remember correctly. This oh, the drop, uh, the drop. Assault. Yes, drop. So I set up first. Yeah. So I tried to make a plan. My plan was to move up, destroy the fortress quickly. Yep. <laughs> of course, straight ahead. What did he do? He sees me, of course. Oh, no. So he moves up, makes his destroyers, murders my destroyers, because he shoots and gives them and charges with extra attacks, so I run away. But um, and then he got a really huge 15-man assault squad, I think. Yeah. Moves up and actually assaults my tactical squad. And, but it doesn't kill it, so it's locked in combat. So I had got a chance to move up with my assault unit and my centurion in a real nasty close combat. Mm-hmm. Which I, if I remember correctly, eventually wins. Anyway, when the smoke settles, I am pretty crippled. I have not enough units to grab the um, objectives on the on the board, and I cannot mm-hmm. destroy his fortress. So I think he wins with victory points with like one point and uh, got one more event point, something like that. What was pretty close, but I was too crippled to grab the objectives. I needed one more turn to move around, but I didn't have that turn. Oh, that's sad. It sounds like you got very close to it all. Yes. Next time. No, I think it was the actual draw in the victory points, but they won in event points. Ah, okay. So it, it's I think a, so. Sorry, Jimmy, if I'm wrong. You have to. You can call me and yell at me. <laughs> call him out. <laughs> yell at him over. Yell at him over. Like all good things. No, no, j- yes. Just uh, recite your phone number now, so everyone knows it. If they want to yell at you. No. There. Knows where to find me. <laughs> oh, seriously, I think it was a draw in the um, victory points, but I lost the event points. Challenges only accepted in person. Yes. <laughs> Challenges, yeah, you got to show up to challenge and tell it rolls. <laughs> tell it rolls. Jody. Oh. Yes. Shut up. You never do. Oh, yes, I went there. Um, anyway, so... And that that... We, I'm just going to note that down, and we're going to edit that out. Um, so it was a good game for you there Per. you had a lot of fun yeah Uh, it was a fun game it's a fast game lots of fast moving troops awesome what about you sir I had sort of the opposite I faced the eminent Nisask who plays Solar Auxilia Uh, we usually play down at SLG in Gamla everybody in Stockholm should swing on by (laughs) 
discreet shout out. Uh, basically, Nissa has solar auxilia and he has a really well painted army and is a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing on my favorite board of the entire day, which was Freddy's City Fight board with a Thunderhawk stationed in the entire middle of it. Oh, yeah, that was very it's, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. a gorgeous board, and he even sussed it up a bit by adding some of the sector mechanic strain. He had, like, some gantries. Again, mm-hmm. we had combat drop. I think Pelle might have mentioned it. Yeah, so yeah basi- I guess that's him. Yeah. yeah. Basically, uh, Nissa slammed down his, like, uh, trench lines and a command bunker over half of the entire map. And then I got to deploy. So I threw, basically, my centurion wound up at the top of a building, staring down at one of the objectives. And the other guys wound up in a right-hand corner behind a wall, just behind the bunker, and my contemptor as well. So, and then the rest were just in front of the bunker, if that makes any sense. So yep. Nissi counter deploys by filling out all the trenches, and then he's he has two flamer sections. Uh, one of them is just by my commander, and the other one is just behind my terror troops, who I've stationed behind the trench. So basically, what happens turn one is that my contemptor ru- moves up and charges his command bunker, and he snapshoots me with a haywire gun and a melter gun. And the melter gun hits me, so I use one of my reroll dice, so he has to reroll it, and he fails. Mm-hmm. Then my contemptor slaughters his entire command section and gets rid of his flag, which means that his troops are no longer stubborn. And my terror troops get into combat turn one, so we can't flame them. And my centurion basically shoots to death the other flamer section and charges in, so they're safe from shooting as well. So despite this slight... A slight strategic backdrop, backstep for Nisse. He carries on like a champion. So <coughs> he chases me and he destroys my javelin. Turn two, I managed to just completely wipe out the flamer section in one corner. So his ogreens start moving against me and I should get in a turn two charge. And this is where the most epic battle happens because his commander is with five or six Sharonite ogreens for Sword Auxilia. Which apparently, fun fact, kiddies, on sixes to hit, they deal AP2 instant death hits. It sucks to be you, right? <laughs> uh, it would have if he had gotten more than two, which he didn't. <laughs> and if he hadn't been hit by fear, which he was. So he has fear now, <laughs> meaning he has weapon skill one. I have no idea what I did to earn all these fear tests. I'm burning off karma at a vastly accelerated rate. Just take it, man, take it. Yeah, I was not being humble either. So, I mean, I'm sorry to everyone I played because I am a tremendous douche in and off the internet. <laughs> At least you own it, man. Just own it. Yeah, I mean, we all know it. Everybody's met me. Just ask Pelle. <laughs> I wasn't going to argue with you, Pelle. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. To be so, fair, but, we only yeah. have him on because he was the only one that could do it on a short notice. <laughs> That's the only reason yeah. we have Christopher on. Yeah. Yes. No, I know that. I own it. I mean, if you're going to be the best of something, why not be the best of being the worst? Come on. You're the worst. So, and you play, so, do play word bearers. This has a lot of you. Yes, I have word bearers as well. I have all the asshole legions, except for ultramarines. So, you can be. So Nissa charges in, and he slaughters like half my destroyed squad, 
And I'm like, you know what, Nisse? I challenge you. What's your commander? He's he's just a subhuman. He should stand in the back and give up for his better humans because you're being phased out. Are you going to take that? And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I accept your challenge. And I'm like, cool. You're affected by the fear test, by the way. And it's like, fuck. Also, I have initiative five. Fuck. I'm going to hit you now. And I have preferred enemy. Fuck. And I outnumber you. So basically, I just rolled dice at him. And I'm like, well, here are two rending hits and here are a bunch of AP free hits. He's like, well, you know what? It doesn't really concern me because, yes, I may be toughness two right now because of minus one toughness, but I'm going to roll these free up invulnerable and he fails. So I split it in half. And then he's like, okay, I might have lost that combat. But you know what? Charlotte Ogrens have this thing that I can roll wounds, D3 wounds per model, and then they're stubborn. And somehow Nisse, who's a great guy, manages to blow the head of like four of his ogres or three of them. He made like 15 wounds or something. I was amazed. So he literally blew their heads off faster than I could fight him. But he remained in combat with the last Ogrim. On the other Probably side... Probably the last Ogrim just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I don't know what to do anymore. If you want to kill us, I'll show you. I mean, it's so of silly away, isn't it? Deny yeah. them the honor of the kill. So after slicing his commander in half, I got three event points and two victory points. <clears throat> and now my final terror squad group has gotten in. And my bikes had grabbed one objective and just scampered off to my back lines. So he came to the quick conclusion that he was not going to be able to win this in any way. So we called it, actually. Uh, I think we called it at the end of turn three. So I won that match as well. Uh, my Ooh. tactic of basically sullying other people's honor and then stabbing them in the back repeatedly uh, worked out great for me. So you mean being a night lord? Yeah, and my but I had a lot of luck. My contempt at charging his command section turn one was a real windfall for me because you do not want stubborn solar auxilia. No, they they just don't get out. You just can't get them out. They're like bad stains at that point. <laughs> I also got to actually flame a trench. That was my highlight. That and oh. people. Yeah, my my terror marines came in from the side, which means that. If you think of a trench as a line right in front of you filled with solar auxilia, my flamer guy stood just at the precipice of it and just poured Promethium down a line. So you giggled as you did that. Yeah, I mean, come on. What is it, like 24 wounds re-rolled the ones because of preferred enemy? Uh, i got to play against you, man. I don't care with what armies. we just got to have a game. This is too much fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, we had a lot of fun. Basically, our blades were sharp, and the fury was ours. Uh, beware the Lannisters. Uh, no, that's pretty much we had, Me and Nissa had a lot of fun. And I have to say this, because both Nissa, Niklas, and the guy from Växjö, it's easy to be a good guy when you're winning, but they were losing, and they were all super nice. I love the Harrison community. They were not salty. I mean, Niklas claims he was salty, but it was just, like, bitter, which is totally <laughs> None of them were like... He was flippant. in character. Yeah. Nobody was flipping or like <laughs> walking away or like flipping a table or telling me to fuck off with my goddamn skull-faced night lords. Everybody's just super chill. 
We had a lot of fun. Not like a regular day, a weekend at the club then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. So, so uh, just try it out and see if Niklas has some trigger words. <laughs> just mention certain phrases and see what happens. Is Niklas the one just just being mean? Poke Aren't you? the bear. Poke the bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, me and Nick yeah, called it, and we're like, oh yeah, this is going to be your fastest match. And Freddy just walks by and says, ten minutes left! Why aren't you packed up, Christopher? Sorry, Freddy. <laughs> oh, Mr. Freddy, didn't mean it, Mr. Freddy, don't hurt us. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And uh, I'm just going to tell you this, because for the next match we're supposed to pick grudge, but I didn't really have a grudge against anyone. I walked around just... You know, mocking people's choice of legion. <laughs> Imperial fits. Or <laughs> somebody got pissed off. I'll have you. I'll yeah. fight you, son. And someone from Malmo was like, hey, I need to get past you. I'm, yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, wait, you're Malmo, right? Yeah, you can't. No Danes can walk past me. And someone, says, <laughs> someone else is laughing, like, Christopher, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm cultivating grudges for Scandis. They're like, yeah. <laughs> but that's clever. <laughs> Beautiful man, it's 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 a thing of beauty, is what it was. It's absolutely gorgeous. So then I'm like, hey, you guy I've never met before who has iron hands but with like some tau stuff on him. Do you want to play? And he's like, yeah, I have no grudges. And then Joe, oh, wait. Goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to play someone I've never met before. And I'm like, hey, you can play this guy, Jody. I know you've never met him. Joe's like, yeah, but who are you gonna play? And I'm like, hey, Magnus, Magnus. And he's still hungover. He's like, yeah, 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 what is it? Hey, you want to grudge me? He's like, yeah, sure, sounds great. You're going to sort out tables? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm going to go die in the corner over here. Go get a <laughs> cool. But, yeah. and I'm like, Magnus, you, you're, you're holding a cup of coffee right now. And he looks at it, looks at me like, yeah, it's bananas. And he walks out. <laughs> 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 Poor Magnus. That's oh, why we love him. It's why we love him. He's, it's, it's, yeah. Did, that, did nothing wrong. He did, did nothing, he did nothing wrong at that point. He did absolutely yes. nothing wrong. You're right, Pele. He did nothing wrong there. That was brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Right, so yes, round four. We need to talk about round four. These things were not looking good for the, for the, for the traitors at this point. It has to be said. Things were definitely not looking good for the traitors. We forgot to hype up the event cards. We, oh, yes. Oh, yes, wow. There's so much that. to talk about. Forgive us, Freddy. Tell you what, we'll just talk about them now. So here's the thing. What we are slowly, very slowly, not very slowly, but very much well known for um, is the fact that we are very, uh, very interested in doing lots of different things. And Freddy being Freddy does what Freddy does best and came up with a rather awesome new set of cards for Centurion play. And uh, it was really good fun to sort of uh, play off of those. And uh, memory serves the start of each, um, basically each round, beginning with the first round, uh, players basically had a number of cards and they could keep so many of the cards that they drawn and discarded the others and they could be played on your units during the game or at the end of a game for the next one um which was rather rather important with some units um and the the worse your side was doing the more of these cards you got to play with um so basically there was a point where the traitors were seeing like four cards pick three 
I yes. think was the end, the end, the end match, um, which was kind of fun. Four picks. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Succinct and correct. Yes. So it was rather. Um, they, they were rather a lot of fun. We do. Uh, we rather than go through them, we do like to give them these things away as uh, swag as part of our events. So if you do want to get your hands on these, um, I don't think we've got any spare, but that's that's ready to confirm. But otherwise, come along to one of our events where we've actually got them, and you'll be able to pick up some as possibly as part of your swag bag, which is uh, always good fun. Now. You, you've mentioned that I did get in on this because I have to say that one of the uh, one of the guys wasn't feeling so so uh, so hot in the last round, so I stepped in as the the buy army. Uh, but uh, we'll come back to me because we're here for you guys. I, I must say that I'm amazed that you managed that given the state you were in when I left. <laughs> oh damn! I was totally fine. You were was, melting. I was definitely melting. I really was. <laughs> Then, then I went out, got some fresh air. Uh, oh, yeah, that's actually that's when I went out uh, with you, and I was literally melting. Um, I went back and drank a very large amount of soda, cold, cold, cold soda, and felt far more human at that point. And two minutes uh, later, it had evaporated. Today, yeah, pretty much. Um, so it was drink more soda again. Um, it would be horrible if you could open those windows in those rooms. It would be horror. So, uh, so disgusting if you could actually get circulated airflow by opening a window in there. Yes, you're right. Um, I think it's a good idea when they have a week, weekend long event and just basically lowers the capacity of the AC or the climate control in the building. Yeah, I think there was a point. I think it was during the Titan battle the day before. Uh, where I think one person, I think it was Nicholas, actually changed his top like three times in one round, in one one, yeah, sort of uh, game time. I was like, oh god, this is going to be so much fun the next day. Um, however, yes, we had uh, we had that next round. So, who did you guys grudge up against, Pelle, Who did you grudge up against? Who did you? Play? Uh, I played against uh, Eric, third case Sweden. Oh, Mr. Yeah, Omar. Oh, yes. Uh, at- Time of recording, it's actually his birthday. Ooh. Is it really? Oh, no. congratulations, at least, sir. At least according to notification on Facebook. Okay. Congratulations, Eric. Yeah. Anyway, um, this was fourth game, so the traitors were defender setting up their fortress. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly now, there was this... Um, you had a deployment zone, like an arrow. Yeah, it was a spearhead style of deployment zone. Yes, so yep. the attacker is setting up in the spear, and the defender set up in the corner, basically. How to put it. Yep. So I set up my fortress with my Volkites, in what I thought was a pretty good position. And I think the defender had uh, half of their units in reserves. Entirely correct. Mm-hmm. And you needed five plus to get your reserves. Yeah, these were called. This was a special rule called operational reserves. Yes, um, which sucked dick. Yes, <laughs> I sent my fast-moving troops like um, bikes in reserves and try to have as as many troops as possible on the board. Uh, he plays Raven Guards, so he was basically basically up in my face, turn one. But uh, I got a little bit of luck, 
with my reserve role, got in my bikes early. Mm-hmm. So I could uh, murder his jet bikes fast. And my Volkites was actually effective this time. So I murder his... What's this special unit in Raven Guard have? Oh, Furies. Uh, is it the troops? Yeah, the young packs dudes with wings. Oh, the Night Furies, is that it? Night Furies, yes. I is actually them? murdered them. They were stuck with... Uh, Troops, uh, tacticals, and veterans. Uh-huh. And he didn't destroy my fortress, so I hold it. So that's one EP. And I did murder his centurion or his commander in a challenge, which mm-hmm. was uh, two EPs, something. So I hold him off. He didn't hurt me that much, and I did win some challenges. So I won with like one weekly points in the game and with two or three with uh, with the event point. But the, this was kind of game. You see what Volkite is effective. You put him in a fortress. This World War One trench warfare almost. He has to run forward and you just duck up. They just... All on the back of her. Yeah, they're so effective. So effective. So I won this game. Am I, what I can tell, two wins, one draw, one loss. Mm-hmm. Both my wins were when I was defender. So I guess that's the, what the Death Guard do best. Yep. Sit around, shoot people. <laughs> Sit around, just randomly shoot people. Cause, yeah. You know. If you have bikes, they run away and away. So I'm not bitter at all. No, uh, leave that to the Iron Warriors with professionals. <laughs> to be bitter. Oh yeah, yeah. But Bit- they're like, bitter, of course they're bitter. No, seriously. I think my army was way better balanced in in garrison mode um, than in raider mode. Yeah. Um, I th- and but, but that was my feeling. I controlled the game in just not better way this time with my defender force than my offensive force. And maybe I'm not too used to play offensive. I don't know. Uh, I say that when I play my bloody just. I was about to ask, is it your play style or is it army? Or is it both? Mm, I think my play style. I don't think the armor was bad. I don't think so. But I'm more used to play a defensive style than offensive. It might also be that like you got in Death Guard because you love them for a particular reason, like I did with my Night Lords. I just love Probably. attacking infantry. Then it's hard to change it up because maybe you don't yes. need them more. Yeah. I mentioned in the beginning uh, how hard it was to play to actually be able to run, for example. You can't do that when you play the Reaping, which I usually play. So you have to reset your mind before an event like this. You have no right to war. You can't do everything. You have don't, don't have those special rules you're used to. So maybe, maybe if I test play a little bit more games before the event, maybe it's got a difference, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, it was fun. I'm happy with the event. You can't mm-hmm. win every game. And, yeah. All in all, 
it was really fun. It was. All in all. Awesome. What about you, Christopher? What was your last one? <sighs> You're such a good guy, fella. I feel so bad about this. <clears throat> okay, so my last game was against Magnus. And like Pella said, the Operation Reserve rule was uh, sometimes good for you and sometimes bad. Because if you were down on points, theoretically, your reserves would come on quicker. Yes. Theoretically. So I had a game against Magnus. And he played his Dark Angels. So he had some like jet bikes with the acid rounds, five of them. And he had five cataphract determinators with a chaplain. And then he had a leviathan. And he got one card. One frigging card. And what he got was non-scattering deep strike on any unit. So his Leviathan got that. Ouch. (laughs) So I had a talon of contemptors coming in on the right where my missile launchers couldn't see them. And in front of me I had a last cannon contemptor to the left edge terminators and around me everywhere had bikes. So half of my army got decimated to turn one. Uh, and on turn two, nothing arrived. So at the end of his turn two, I was literally down two because my bunker was blown up. Uh, five heavy support marines with missile launchers, two terror marines, and that was it. That was all I had. That sounds horrible. <laughs> and the best part was during turn one, I was like asking Magnus stuff because I'm like, but wait, why didn't you just focus fire on one unit because you could get uh, first blood? Because that might be important in this game. He looks at him like, yeah, that's a good idea, but I'm a bit under the weather. Yeah, okay. And then turn on two, I'm like, but why don't you just move on to the objective? Because you get point per turn. And it's like, yeah, no, that's a good idea. And whenever I tried to give him tips, I fucked up and didn't do what I was saying either. So there's a lesson about humility here somewhere uh, that I fucked up completely. I got one card. And the card was, when you shoot an anti-tank weaponry, you automatically pen with a minus two on the pen result, meaning that you automatically have AP1. I forgot this card literally eight times when it could have saved me. And it was only my fault. So I think that like around round two and a half or three, round three, all of my stuff came in, but it was too late by then. And I kept whiffing my rolls, like everything died. They might have come back, but it kept dying, and I kept just losing in points. And I couldn't kill his damn contemptors. So Magnus was super nice, but there's a picture when I'm like, I asked him, what's it feel like winning this hard? And he's just leaning over the table, pointing and doing the thumbs up. (laughs) That may or may not be the thumbnail for this episode. It really should be. No, he's a really good guy because also, like I said just now, it's easy to be a good guy when you win. Sometimes it's not. I mean, some people gloat. Some people are like, they lord it over you or they become demeaning. Magnus wasn't. He was just a super chill dude. And we just shared some candy and talked shit and play a game. And he won like super hard. It wasn't even close. But it was fun anyway. And that's also something I appreciate. Having fun even when you get in your ass kicked all the way to next Sunday. So he won. I think in event points he won like four to one, three to one. Yeah. I managed to challenge a chaplain somewhere uh, with my sergeant. Still, nice. fun game. Very nice. And I, I uh, this is the point where I get to say I got to play too because yeah, I was. Did. I did. I was the. Um, I was the sort of uh, stand-in. Um, 
army, the buy army if needed, which I thought uh, initially I thought I was going to be playing the whole day because um, we were missing one player. But then it was it was actually the guy, as you mentioned, the Iron Hands guy. Um, and basically he, he sort of uh, made it in time so he could jump in and take the take the game, which was awesome. Um, and we had, um, uh, what do you call it? We had, um, you know, we had a really good day. And then I got to, as I say, uh, jump in as one of the, uh, one of the guys was feeling a bit rotten. Uh, but surprisingly, it wasn't one of the um, uh, guys who'd been out drinking. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, um, so I, I, I basically jumped in and we played the, uh, same mission. So we had the, um, the, uh, what was it? Spearhead deployment and then the, the, the mission for the objective. And, um, my, my garrison list, because I was, uh, I literally made the list the day before, and I like to think it was partly paint fumes related as well. Um, my list had basically two basic tactical squads in it, a quad mortar. Um, a f- then I had, um, I kind of went all robots at that point, and I had a forge lord with an iron circle bodyguard, a leviathan, um, a daradeo, and, and then I had a bunker with volkites, volkites sitting in it. The bunker and the the bunker, the quad mortar. I think lasted. Or the quad mortar went turn one, turn two, um, and I put majority. I put my warlord and stuff. My warlord and one of the attack squads and the iron circle and the leviathan off in reserve, and I was just not getting any luck on the um, on the operational reserve rolls. Nothing was coming in when I needed it. Um, thankfully, my Daradeo stepped up and did work. I mean, he he literally um, first round of first couple of rounds of firing, he whittled down um, squads of guys because he had his Volkites going at his um, missile launcher on top and his uh, big. Um, auto cannons roll, rattling stuff off, and when I was starting to lose stuff, I had uh, he was still getting work done, and eventually um, this guy's Leviathan got within charging distance, and he'd been hopping his warlord around. So I had finally I got pretty much everything on at that point, and I was uh, I managed to charge. I was really happy. I managed to charge my warlord and a tactical squad into a veteran squad and wipe them. Um, and sort of that, that's literally, I think what gave me the, the victory in the end for the, uh, the character kill, um, and, you know, taking the, the main objective. Um, but I was just petrified that his Leviathan was going to charge mine because he'd, he'd taken me with the Melter Lance down for one wound, one whole point. So I was like, right, that's it. It's going to die. Um, so I line it up for, for a return charge, you know, charging and basically, um, at that, that point, the Daradeo strides up to the edge of the building he's above, levels both of his auto cannons and just lets fly and strips three hole points off him. Um, and he'd lost one at this point. So he's like, oh yeah, four up save. I'm going to totally make this rolls like a three, a two and a one and just wrecks. And I'm looking at this going, what the fuck just happened? Because <laughs> literally, 
uh, you know, strength, you know, strength eight, rolling for sixes, got two sixes, and then with Sunder re-rolled and got the third six. And I just look at you going, just standing there kind of saluting the Daradeo going, you, sir, are an absolute legend. Um, and then eventually my, I think he charged me, I think it was. His warlord charged my Leviathan, and my Leviathan just went, uh-uh. <laughs> and that gave me the, the, the warlord kill, gave me the pushover. But it was so much fun. Such a great guy. I'm really sorry that I've completely forgot your name. I'm so bad at names. Um, as well, but he he was. I think this was like his third game of 30k. Third, no, fourth fourth game of. I think literally he just started playing 30k that day. Uh, okay, that's how new he was to it. Um, and it was such a good fun game. We both made mistakes. We both screwed stuff up. It was a whole lot of fun. And yeah, it was so enjoyable to play. And I really was very happy to actually get in and play play a game um, because, uh, I don't know, being an event organizer is a lot of fun, especially something like Scandus when everything's going crazy and you've got to keep busy and you're running around and you're trying to take pictures and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but you guys were brilliant. After, like, the first round, you totally, totally just went, yeah, we got this. You know, there's very little questions being asked and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know. I think Freddie and I spent most of the time wandering around getting coffee or getting stuff to eat and, you know, poodling around, keeping busy. Um, but that was about it. And it was, oh, it was such a, such a great day. Um, but at the end of it all, what it came down to was the overall, uh, overall scores and what, what was basically going to happen. And, Sadly, despite the valiant efforts of the traitors, the loyalists took the day by about a 40 event point gap, if I remember rightly. 40, 42, something like that. Which uh, wasn't, uh, as Chris and I have discussed, wasn't maybe what you would call a a crushing victory, but it was definitely a victory of note. Uh, What do we call it, Chris? Was it a major victory or a... um, I can't remember what we actually decided to call it, but uh, you know. a minor victory, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, um, but it was it was a great day, and we had we had a brilliant time. Um, significant, but not major. Significant, but not major. Basically, the description of one of my ex-wives. Uh, I'm past it. I can get away with this now. Um, well, she won't beat you up this time. Is that what I mean? This is true. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, it was uh, it was a great day. We had so much fun, and there were there were a number of awards that were given away on the day. And I am going to have to do my level best to try and remember these. Um, well, you right. could just ask me, and then I could make stuff up. Yeah, you could, but I feel like we'd be doing a disservice to the people who actually won stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's see if I can remember. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Player's choice. I think best sport went to uh, Tim, who was playing Imperial Fists. Uh, he, no, it was this guy, Jimmy. I'm was it Jimmy, him. Jimmy, or was it... Pe- 
Oh no, the Destroyers. That was it. He won for the Destroyers, if I remember yes. rightly. That's it. Thank you very much. So for the the best painted forgotten unit, because this is one of the things, and this is really important that the the forgotten units. Uh, one of the things we're doing is pushing it as a hobbying thing. So we really want players painting their their these forgotten units themselves. Cause it's all about the hobby, all about bringing it through. And uh, Tim won for his unit of destroyers, which looked absolutely awesome because he was playing Alpha Legion. He'd actually um, color patched in some bits. Of, it looked like the armor was flaking off, and so you could see the Alpha Legion colors underneath, yeah, which I thought cool. so good, um, ever so good. So he picked up for that. Um, breaking with tradition and actually coming out top on the number of... Um, points for the loyalists if i remember rightly was nicholas merkel he yes, actually yes, it was. he came out on top of game like event points and stuff so he picked up the um the uh, most notorious loyalist award um which is very awesome because uh, all of last year he had an award named after him um, which was the Nicholas, which was basically the wooden spoon, which has now been redubbed the Max, because you have to go to the Max to get the Max. Uh, seeing as he did a, basically did in one event, he did a double Nicholas, which is yep. pretty impressive. Um, then, yes, it was Jimmy who won the uh, the best sport award, which was really awesome. He's a lovely bloke, plays uh, Space Wolves. Absolute legend. I look forward to actually getting a game against him at some point because that'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, let's see. What other awards there were there? Um, there was the Max Award, and the winner this year was uh, on a minus, on a negative 23 score, was Nicholas O from, uh, from BSK and Gothcon fame. Um, absolute lovely bloke. And um, I, I get the feeling he didn't deserve the minus 23, but I just don't think the days went well for him. Um, I think that's a fair to say. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think there is uh, – that was that was pretty awesome. And then we had players' choice, and we had players' choice for the uh, – for loyalists and for traitors – and the player's choice – now, somebody help me out on this one. Player's choice traitors went – no, hang on. I've got this wrong. That's who it was. Player's choice loyalists went to Tim. That's why. Player's choice – I'm sorry, Tim. I do apologize because uh, Roos, uh, Philip Rosberg, was the one who picked up the – um, the points for the uh, Alpha Legion having the Imperial Fist destroyers. He was one of the one best painted, or best painted Forgotten uh, Army. And Jimmy Henriksen uh, won for best or uh, loyalist, uh, sorry, player's choice traitor with his rather awesome Sonic based um, Emperor's Children Army. Um, and J Jimmy's a sound bloke. And the reason I finally remember this is because we got the, I, I, I was handing out the awards and may have handed out the wrong awards <laughs> to, to the players choices. So they, they real, they switched it around, which this is why I now remember. 
Um, I'd like to claim that I was tired because I've only been functioning on a very few hours sleep at that point. Um, so by this logic, you could maybe have awarded something to La La Land. I could have easily awarded something to La La Land, or I could have um, given the President of the United States Nobel Peace Prize. It was, you know, all of it could be possible at that point. Wait, don't, uh, don't say it so loud. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but basically, it was um, it was a fantastic event all around. Brilliant shout out to uh, massive shout out to Freddie for doing all the work, putting all the swag together, getting everything organised. To Magnus, to Pella, and all the other guys who were involved in all getting all the tables down. Yoran uh, and everybody who was helping with packing stuff up. You guys are absolute legends. Um, a big shout out, massive shout out to everybody who came and played because, you know, we were 38 players for a 1500 point Centurion event. Um, I think that's absolutely awesome um, for the turnout and everybody did such a great job with their armies. They're really pretty, really, really pretty. Um, and I think it was just an overall awesome event i mean what do you guys take away from it uh, as an event itself good question what you think, yeah <laughs> what are you thinking about we were like you said with 38 people plus freddie and you jody so we're yep. like 40 guys in two real small room when oh. i and freddie first got there uh, Thursday evening. We wasn't even sure if we're gonna squeeze in everyone here. It's enough room. Yeah. We looked at the Age of Sigmar players, like 15 dudes, and they had four room, I think. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so we didn't get enough space. Fred said we we're 40 people, we need space. Sorry, this is what we got. And we couldn't even set up all the train Friday night because there were some. Guys, DMing dust in one of the rooms to one o'clock in the evening. Oh, good lord! And if you want to talk um, about dying games, that is a dying game. Sorry. If you want to talk about dying games, that is a dying game because yeah, dust. Yeah. Sadly, um, what I'm trying to say is, we squeezed in, we fixed all the table. It was, was really, really uh, no space at all in there. No oxygen at all. It was really, really hot. And everyone is just a good mood. Talking, yeah. chatting, laughing. I don't... I have... They're just a bunch of cool guys hanging around. Like each other. And no grudges, except for the last game, of course. <laughs> Considering the circumstances, well... Heat, space, everything. People could get grudgy because that's get, that's what uh, human humans can get. That it didn't yep. happen because everyone is so cool. Oh yeah, that's what we're gonna take with us. Christopher, what about you, buddy? I have to say that <clears throat> I spoke to Freddie after the event, and like Pella said, right now, I mean. To me, I'm honestly confounded or befuddled, whatever word you prefer, if you're from the States or something else. Yeah, befuddled is pretty decent to be made of a fuddle. I'm kidding. No, because I walked around and I saw a lot of half-empty rooms close to us. 
I mean, people are like demoing their homemade card game, which is great. I mean, I love that Lincoln has spaces for that. And I walked by like there was a war master just next to us, and there was like at most six people in there. They had six a, people in a room that was bigger than ours. They had about three tables set up. Yeah, and the rest was just empty. I walked around a bit. I saw a retro shop. I tried to find a 40k place, and like it was half dead. The dust place was empty. I found like Secrets of the Third Reich, which I love. It's Weird War Two, but it was like two people there. There's so much empty space, and the suggestion that we couldn't get another room, it, it grinds with me. I don't really yeah. know how they motivated it. So I'm going to encourage everybody who can just write a polite email to Lincoln, like I'm going to do, and ask them if there was a mistake. Maybe it's an honest mistake, because I know we're supposed to have a bigger space. But just send them a polite, just kind mail, and ask them why there wasn't more space available, because... As you might have noticed, even though we had a very limited amount of space, at least where I was, a lot of people came by and wanted to see it. We had yeah, like, people come by looking. I also saw like a family come by where their son was like maybe 12 or 13, prime recruitment age. He came in. He looked at like, hey, mom, dad, this looks cool. And the mom came in like, yeah, this was cool. And the dad come up to the door. And it was just so hot and like moist. And it's like he twinkled his nose and said, no, nah, son, this ain't for the likes of us. And he pulled his son out and he just walked away down the, the yeah, corridor. I think we, we as organizers, all had chats with people that were yeah. interested in what's happening. But we had to stand in the corridor outside because there was no space even to look into no. the room. No, yeah. there was no, spa- no space for a demo table either. I know Freddie wanted one, but um, just yeah. and, uh, the, impossible the, to the, fix. The Battlefield Gothic table was set up in the hallway. Yeah. Outside because there were no room. Yeah. It was almost impossible to... The way we had set up the tables, like 30 centimeters from the wall to the table. Yeah. That's what space you had to walk by. So one of the guys on the other side have to walk to the other side of the table because of the setup. <laughs> you have to walk around all the way. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely. It was by no means the uh, the most efficient use of uh, the space. That's that's for sure. Um, I mean, it was really really sad that we that we had that that sort of issue with the space. But I was again. I, I want to say I was really happy with the way that everybody uh, worked together. Because I think you're right, Pelle. We, we could have, you know. People get grouchy, they get tired, they get hot, they get, you know, smelly and they get, you know, all they want to do is just, you know, get on with stuff. Mm. Um, and it, it, it sucks when, you know, you have to walk around tables and stuff like that. And, but still, games got done within the time frames. Everybody was chill about it. You know, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, we're in the same boat here. We've got to do this. You know, you got to do it. I've got to do it. You know, we're we're yeah. all just gonna be chill about it, basically. Um, yeah, for the event itself, yeah, I loved it. There was a nice balance of having cards, reroll dice, extra warlord crates were not game breaking, and you could forget them. And your legion rules and the missions. I mean, maybe it's because I test played Raider and Garrison a couple of times, which I know helped me. And I printed out the rules packet and like highlighted shit that I found relevant. You did just, what? Yeah, I know. You can't I do sent that. Chris pictures. 
Yeah, it was. I, a, I was really, really stunned because basically I made a binder out of it. Yeah, I made two of them so I could share with my opponent if yeah. he wanted one. I yeah, offered it to Niklas. Niklas was like, "Oh, what are you, some kind of ultramarine player?" <laughs> <laughs> so I slapped him with one of them. You should have slapped him and said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, but I think it was a nice mix of rules and just the care and commitment that went into the event. It really showed. The community is really cool. It was nice. Uh, we couldn't really do anything about facilities. That is what it is. I don't know why it just happened. But then we had, like the game event itself, the rules were good. The missions were varied. The one complaint people had was we had to do one of the free deployment twice. I mean, sure, that happens. Otherwise, I had a lot of fun. Everybody I spoke to had fun. I know there's like one person attending who didn't sign up for the event. He only registered for the LinCon thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a slip up. But otherwise, I think everybody had a lot of good fun. Good, wholesome, clean family fun. And even that worked out. You could play four games. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, the, again, this is why, yeah, not not to, to bang on about it, but that's why I think it was such a great event is because we did have these little hiccups and, you know, we had all these things going on and, you know, it would just worked itself out in the, in the wash, I think is a nice way of putting it. Um, and it was really, really awesome to be part of it. To sort of uh, to what I to what I was able to to and be part of, and then you know this is purely from my point of view I should say, um, and then you know really just having a a great time, um, being part of an event with some really sweet really uh, super awesome dudes. So the most important thing now is well, there's two very important things. Uh, first things first, there is to again shout out the next event, which is happening in less than two weeks, I think it is now, just shy of two weeks, on the 2nd of January. That's the Fields of Magera, and that's taking place well, in Stockholm. Or it could also be the 2nd of June. 2nd of June, is it June? Did I say July? You said January. It's January. January, did I? Oh, wow, <laughs> I'm doing really well today. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jody. Um, I might be a bit tired. Um, however, for whatever reasons, it, it's uh, it's it's happening in less than two weeks, and it's going to be happening in Stockholm at the uh, OSS Club, uh, where we hold most the majority of our events, and it's going to be an awesome fun event. As there's going to be lots of tanky, it's it's all about armored warfare. Uh, it's a doubles event, so we're looking for twenty players to fill up ten teams, and we're going to have a lot of fun over the two days of playing. Uh, that's the sort of immediate technical stuff as far as that is concerned. The most important thing coming from this then is going to be the fluff. And uh, Chris, do you have an update for us at the moment on that or is that something yeah. that we're going to be looking for? I could give a small update right now. Awesome. And that is maybe something that is a result of what happened at Amorim. Ooh, do it. Do it now. So we said about 40 point difference, right? 40-ish points difference, yeah. We're going to hold it. We're going to say 40. We're going to roll a die here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dice are being rolled, people. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, in Amorian, the, 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 the city itself is connected via a space elevator to the, the station above. Mm-hmm. And given how, how the entire event 
inspired. And there was an explosion at this spire right at the start when an agent was killed by another agent, blah, blah, blah. There's a fluff. The fluff is up on the Facebook page for that. Uh, the spire from that blast actually cracked and uh, mm. the elevator is gone. So the traitors uh, uh, will not be able to get any bonuses for lowering troops through the city. They have to capture the, the other space elevators that surround the city. Oh, so the traitors are going to have to do some extra hard work when it comes but, to but, the... Uh, but, uh, to be other... fair, that's not really the traitors, aren't they? <laughs> if but you look at the tournament so far. But on the other hand, given that they were close enough they won't get any negativities with basically having the space station explode. So the space station, even though it's not connected to the ground anymore, is still there and can serve as a base of operations. Nice. Which might have uh, effects later on. Cool. Heard it here first, ladies and gents. That's a teaser for the uh, for the fluff of what we have to, to look forward to. Yeah. And just short on the fluff of the event itself, uh, the fields of Megara are the, the enormous... They were basically, Morin was the site of first landing on the planet, and around there, they basically built up an industrial com- complex and later on a shipping industry. Uh, so every, all, everything that ships from the planet and to the planet goes from that port, and that is the fields of Megara. So they're basically going to fight over factories and container yards and every bit of resource that you can find and secure on the ground. And... Since this needs to be captured quite quickly and the atmosphere is a bit messed up from all of the fighting in the space, it will be tank warfare only for a while. And yeah. the fields of Megara, the goals are to secure the landing fields to bring down larger stuff and bring down troops later on in the campaign. Yeah. That's what they'll fight for. Oh, I love the sound of this. This is going to be awesome. There will be um, further further fluff details, I believe. That's the, the plan is to bring out some more fluff details in in time. Uh, well, we, have, the, we are going to do a armored special, so yeah, for the events. Uh, so that'll be there. It'll be very awesome, and um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So well done to the well done to the loyalists at this stage. You have. Uh, <clears throat> slowed the advance of the traitors um, to the traitors time to pull your finger out and get make sure that uh, the the armored warfare is is where you take the lead and actually you know really put the ha- put the pa- put the hammer down <laughs> put the hammer down and really make it count um, and other than that again one last thank you to everybody who came to the event. Um, to the guys coming on tonight and talking about it, it was such a good fun. Such so nice to see some new faces there, um, guys that we'd seen from previous sort of events like BSK uh, coming up, meeting up, and you know just seeing new faces showing up and just having an absolute blast. So massive thank you to you. Uh, do you guys have any last words you want to sort of put in towards our uh, our listeners? Thanks for making the event super fun for everyone to be there. If you were there. And if you weren't there, come next time. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> Tank event gonna be as gonna be great. Tank event yes. is gonna be off the off the hook. Just one thing about the tank event. This 
there are a limit on 20, play, 20 participants. Yes, there is. So people know, and that means we are going to check and recheck whoever is coming. Yeah. Jody, Chris. Yes, yeah, sir. If I want to go to an event, but I'm worried that my stuff is just too shittily painted, is there something I can do to improve my life situation? <laughs> there is very much something you can do to improve your life situation, and that's a very nice plug. Yeah, we do we, appreciate we, that. We know a lot of really good commission painters. Yes, we do. I don't know if that's exactly <laughs> what you're aiming for, but I was thinking about the, Horace, the heresy camp, but I know a couple of them. Um, I was actually going to roll into that, but... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I was actually going for the painting event, but uh, yeah, that's let's good. Go with the, let's go with the painting event. Let's do that because that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, well, we're actually going to take that um, as part of our wrap up. So, oh, I'm sorry. The, no, no, this is a perfect little segue to say, stay tuned to our wrap up, which is coming up after this musical break, and you'll hear all about the uh, the event that can help level up your painting game if that's the way you want to do it. So, we'll be right back after this tune. Fuck you, you're a fucking wanker We're gonna punch you right in the balls Fuck you with a fucking anchor You're all cunts, so fuck you all Fuck you, you're a fucking wanker We're gonna punch you right in the balls Fuck you with a fucking anchor You're all cunts, so fuck you all Go!
one. And we're back. So after that, that mega-sode that was Hobby Ramblings, then all things Lincoln, and generally a quick wrap-up on what Lincoln was and where the uh, Assault Nemorian has led and will lead onto the fields of Megara. Uh, we are going to quickly sprint through our events calendar, what's coming up, and then we will sort of give you a rough idea of what might be coming up in the episodes to listen to. So... Uh, we have a list here. I think, like you said, it's the most important thing to start off with. It's the Fields of Megara. And that is actually in front of me. Now I have it. The 2nd to the 3rd of June, there is a Facebook event up, which you can find by going onto our Facebook page and then clicking on the events section. And you'll see the Fields of Megara listed there. Uh, like we said, maximum 20 players. We want uh, to fill all those slots, so get in there, get it get it sorted right now. If you don't have a, a partner for the event, don't worry, we will hook you up. Um, armor Warfare, anything with an armor value, all the events, all the information for the players pack is there. It's all go. It's all going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know. I'm I'm kind of hoping to be there. I can't promise that I will be able to make it. Uh, just because it kind of falls at a bad time for me. But I know both Christopher and Pele are looking to be there. Uh, I hope so. I say looking. No problem. I'm not forcing you into it, but be there. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you say it like this. I will be there. Good. I can promise that I will be there. Unless uh, that, so that, narrow, that narrows it down. So at least one third, one quarter or one third of the podcast will definitely be there. <laughs> at, least one per- uh, at least one person will be there. Exactly, which is important. Brother will be there. Uh, I hope so, as long as he doesn't get detained. <laughs> if he doesn't get detained overseas, we're all good. Um, so that is the Fields of Megara that's coming up. Um, then, Chris, there's a net, we have another uh, event listed there. Which one is that one? That's the Taking of Fires Act 1 Hubris. And I'm going to play this little jingle for you. The lines are drawn. Sides taken. The drums of war hum with malice and rage. And now, the eyes of both the traitor and loyalist rest upon the Ferric system. None shall yield, so who shall stand victorious? Choose your side and cast your die. Join us for the taking of Ferric's Act One. Hubris. The Taking of Ferrix is a narrative-driven 30k event track coinciding with the 2018 Flying Monkeys GT in Wichita, Kansas. Players will face off in a Loyalist versus Traitor narrative as the warring sides attempt to secure a foothold in the Ferrix system. The event will span five rounds over two days. Zone Mortalis tables will be available both days for any players who wish to test their mettle in smaller scale skirmishes. For more information, please go to flyingmonkeycon.com or search us on Facebook at Ferrix30K. Awesome, and that was uh, that was some details about the taking of Fire Axe, and I must admit it looks absolutely awesome. There's a fantastic the terrain. 
the yeah the facebook group and the terrain the terrain is stuff that uh, terrain makers sort of dream over and i i am gonna try and steal as much of that as possible with ideas and stuffs um now the next event we have coming up was alluded to earlier and that is our varangian uh heresy hobby camp and that is taking place between the 8th of august and the 12th of august do we perchance have any thing that you can listen to to refresh your knowledge about this? Uh, we will do. Uh, well, we, 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 when this is released, we will have a, that episode will already have been released. So exactly, there will be a previous <laughs> episode, which I think was episode fifty-eight, sixty, uh, sixty, whatever. I may have called it fifty-eight in the introduction. You asked uh, me when you recorded that segment, which I can't it remember. It's been a while. <laughs> Anyway, um, there is an event, there is an episode with all the details, it should be our last episode with all the details, as uh, Freddie and myself sit and chat with uh, Henry Steele from Cult of Paint. Now, very briefly, again, all the information is available on our Facebook page in the event section. Um, it is a five-day hobby camp, and it is a two-day two uh, courses based around airbrushing and learning painting techniques using an airbrush but there is a lot of work that gets done with the paintbrush as well in between uh those two uh courses first one being on tanks and uh, tanks which can then applies to vehicles and then the second part will be uh all about infantry and painting infantry the middle day will be filled with uh crazy gaming shenanigans uh, we've talked about having real-time gaming with the guys from uh, denmark eric bringing his real-time stuff up there we're hoping to have some themed gaming boards for istvan and other fun stuff there as well there will be a quiz there will be all types of uh, podcast related shenanigans going on all the information is there. If you've got any questions, you can drop us a message through Facebook or through our email. And hopefully between the episode and all the information we got out there, all your hobbying questions will be answered. And this is what I'd like to say is one most definitely one way that you can improve your painting skills if you have an interest in airbrushing and learning how to airbrush and how to you know, take that skill into your hobbying. This is definitely something you want to look at. Um, nah. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> then we have uh, Trebizond, or the forges of K Kalida. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, the first word is Trebi Trebizond. And not Trebizond, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm and really not the, doing And it's it. like Chaldea. Chaldea, there we are. Basically, the event that's in Scorner, which we now ha uh, tentatively have a venue booked for, which I'm confirming the details of tomorrow. Way. So by our next... Yeah, for our next episode, we should have action proper, proper details for you. But this is an event that will be taking place in the south of Sweden or eastern Denmark, depending on how you see things. Uh, and we're very much looking forward to it. To be a two-day event, the plan is to have uh, day one will be singles play, and then day two will be uh, teaming up with players. So finishing uh, finished in and around your sort of uh, event point, victory point level, and then just basically having a lot of fun uh, building up towards the big one, the big round-out event. Now, Chris, do you want to tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that one? Well, we do have a small event planned at the first in the first weekend of uh, October, which is called, well, it's usually called Scandus, but the event that will take place this year is the Siege of Byzantia, which is a siege of the nominal capital, or the, or the second city, but it is the only city remaining in imperial control on the planet at this point. 
and the traitors will have get well it's a culmination of the siege so it's basically assaults the tanks there's titans walking around there's fighting oh, yeah, they... generators there's a 4,000 point list required and a 3,500 point list required well details will be fleshed stuff out will be ha- stuff will be happening but crazy we, shit but going I think down. we have a photo of a wall somewhere that the Magnus is building for us Yes, there there may be a a large amount of wall being built. Uh, maybe an entire tab- table or two or three. Yeah, maybe thirty feet or ten yards, meters, whatever worth yeah. of uh, event for. We're just you know maybe there might be room for titans to walk between certain parts of gatehouses and stuff. You never know; could all be that sort of stuff. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fantastically crazy event. I know that we've got uh, guys coming over from the UK for this event. Hoping to see the guys from France, Finland. Um, hopefully get some guys from Germany in as well. It's going to be all over crazy ass time. Um, so it's going to be so much fun. Um, and then uh, other than that... Um, from our event calendar, there's after Scandus, there's there's nothing else planned at the moment. There is uh, a number of events um, going on across the uh, across the summer, um, uh, in between our particular events. Not that that's you know um, in any way sort of uh, should be informing your decisions whatsoever. But there's some really cool stuff going on, um, especially a big shout out to the uh, Dirty K guys who are running their first big event. And I'm trying to find the details here now because it's uh, Ajax won the Horus Heresy event or Ajax, uh, yeah, Ajax the first. Um, in Alvastad. In Alvastad, thank you very much. And that is July 6th to 8th. Um, and uh, you can hear an interview with them in our last episode. <laughs> Which will have released in time yeah. before we release this one. There's a whole lot of wibbly wobbly timey wimey involved in this, but big shout out to the guys doing it. I know I'm going to be attending. I'm hoping there's going to be other guys going to be attending as well. Um, and it looks like there's a really good sort of interest in it already, which is going to be awesome. Um, and then there's a big shout out to the uh, Malmo uh, MM3, uh, W3, the Wargaming Weekend, the third event. They're running the big, big event, and that is taking place, I believe it's the 27th, 28th yeah, of October? Yeah, the end of, end of October. End of October, yeah. And then and we've got BSK in the beginning of November. Yes, That's which is going to be, which is going to have another, if I remember Titan rightly, walk. yeah, another Titan walk, because I may or may not have another Titan commission for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or more than one um but yes that's going to be out and it's it's going to be a blast there's going to be a whole lot of um heresy and events going over going on across the summer so yeah very much looking forward to everything that happens um so yeah it's going to be a great time um chris is there anything else we need to throw in here while i'm being reminded or remembering to ask no no we're good we can always take it up in the next episode if we miss something that's true. Just remember, at the end of the day, guys, if you want to know what events we're running, go and have a look at our events section on our Facebook page. If you've got any questions about events going on, drop a message to us directly or take a look at 30K Sweden. Uh, and there is also a global events calendar as well. So if you have a search for that, you'll be able to find it. And I do believe there'll be a link in the show notes. 
Um, so other than that, I think um, with our guests maybe still around, I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. Good night from me. And good night from me. And remember, guys, treat uh, treat life like 30K. Be angry on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Virgin Heresy Podcast, signing off. And remember, kids, tune in next week. Same Lex time, same Lex channel.